What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Bless, and you are locked into the moment of truth. I got my co-host to the left of me, let me know. And today, I have a very, very, very special treat for you guys. I have two cats that have been uh, very integral in the scene for many years in Montreal. The illustrious, the notorious Flores Brothers. My man Jojo Flores and the homie Tutti Flores. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Thank you what's for being up? Here. What's going on? What's Thank going you for on, having man. us, brother. Thank you for being About here. About time, yo. yo. So <laughs> for those who are not from our city, who might not be familiar, as unlikely as that is, with the Flores brothers, let's start with, with uh, Jojo. Introduce yourself to the people. Well, I've been DJing for many years. Uh, also, um, on the business side of things, I've opened up a record store called rotation back in the day in 99 2000 started a record label called got soul uh opened a club a few years back called people um host couple of nights one is got soul sessions the other one is therapy and yeah just and now uh my brother and i have a restaurant called junior nice. so we're restaurateurs right now as well so we're just adding more things to the to the table you know just Absolutely. keeping busy Absolutely. keep the hustle the hustle going you know absolutely well everybody who knows anything about you know house music in the city your name rings bells probably probably first definitely right. one of the top few uh internationally to be recognized outside of our city i personally have seen you in miami uh, i've seen you playing in toronto and i know you play all over the world um i know your background was kind of more hip-hop yeah i started as a hip-hop dj and then you that. know eventually just uh transitioned into house music but you know i still maintain my roots i mean i could still play you know through the music that my brother hooks me up with through all the uh, <laughs> the old stuff the old records or vinyl that i still have you know i still can you know i'm still you don't lose it you know it's like riding a bike you don't lose that sort of technique well i've known you for a very long time and we met around 96 wow yeah and you were definitely a hip-hop wow. dj so i don't i don't anticipate you losing <laughs> that anytime yeah. soon and yeah. for those who have not been formally introduced to this gentleman his younger brother, Tutti Flores. Correct. Introduce yourself to the people. Yes, yeah, so I'm Jojo Flores' uh, younger brother. Um, Who I've sometimes been... is mistaken for my older <laughs> brother. Because I'm more mature. I look, I look the part. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've been, I've been DJing uh, for quite a while myself too. Um, yeah, I was fortunate enough to um, you know, uh, watch my brother uh, and other um, you know, OG DJs uh, you know, from back in the days and uh picked that up and was lucky enough along the way to be uh business partners uh business partner with my brother because um we like you mentioned we had the record store rotation a mm -hmm. uh, huge shout out to grand theft shout out for grand yeah because he's all i remember back in the days he used to brown bag so come every sunday religiously looking for samples and to see where what he's managed to do and uh you know um you know see where he's he started from and and stuff so it's good to see you know uh people coming out of you know the montreal scene right. and putting us, in the work yeah and you know people don't know but you know we're i like to think we're a part of his you know you it's know it's the it's start history. of his, exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and i mean my brother even forgot to mention but before um the record store he uh, he had a club called chaos yeah mm. back in the day that was where his was first that? one 
That was on Ontario and uh, Saint Laurent. Nice. Uh, yeah. That was in ni like '93, '92, '93. Wow. Yeah. So that yeah. was before I was going out. <laughs> yeah. See. <laughs> see. So that's pre-blessed. But but I goes to show you how old he is. He's 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 forgetting. He's forgetting. Deceptively yeah, youthful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. He's deceptively youthful. Yeah. So uh, I mean, uh, lucky enough, we we tour together. We do stuff together sometimes too, as the Flores brothers. Yeah. We try not to do it often, so you know the novelty doesn't wear out. That's, so that's you know, we yeah. for special occasions we'll play together. And mm -hmm. we have fun with it. Actually, it's yeah. it's uh, we 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 went on tour together one time. Yeah, we did. We did Vancouver, Calgary, yeah. Toronto. So you guys yeah. must come from a pretty musical family. Yeah, um, our parents were into rock and roll, like the Beatles, and you know some, what man, some like even. Kenny Rogers. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. The gambler. And, and then my stuff. sister was into like funk, funk soul. Yeah. Your sister was uh, si a singer too, right? No, no, no. She was just she, she was just a music, music lover. No, she was just a music lover and she yeah. uh she would bring back mixtapes from New York because okay. all of her friends would go down to New York. Of course. You know, WBLS, Kiss FM, yeah. bring back the mixtapes. And then we basically you know we're, when you're kids you absorb everything right so we're listening to the music and we just like okay our parents listen to 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 rock and roll or country and then my sister's listening to like you know hip-hop r&b disco funk, disco, soul. funk. That, yeah. that was the that was a time when you know music was so magical because there was a there was an element of you know having to discover shit and right right you felt no, it like was you, an exciting time because you won a prize it was yeah. an exciting it was an exciting things. time because that yeah. was like you know uh the era where disco was sort of ending yeah. and then hip-hop was sort of starting and then you know house music started coming out oh, as yeah. well so it back then there weren't that many categories of music it was either you're into reggae you're into hip-hop you're into house you're into like you know it's like or you could be into all of them and all kind of electronic music was birthed from the same machines right, right? <laughs> we're all using the same samplers the same drum machines and a lot that's why a lot of people don't realize that house music and hip-hop were kind of intersecting from the begin very beginning of both movements. Well, I, the, the birthplace of both of them were from New York, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. Just so, right. it just so happens that house music, you know, people, it was created in New York, but really found its, its place in Chicago, yeah. you know? So, of course. But of I remember, course. I don't know if it was a good thing, but when they fused hip-hop and house and they called it Hip House. Yeah, yeah. Jungle Brothers yeah. did it. Of course. Uh, no, but even before then. Yeah. Yeah. Slick Rick had a, had a house remix yeah. on... Um, um, the Rulers Back album, Slick yeah. Rick, baby. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lottie no, Lottie. but I mean, they had Mr. Lee. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Pretty no, they did. Yeah, they did a few uh, <laughs> hip house records. Yeah, because a lot. I think a lot of people, especially maybe the younger cats, think that hip hop and house, you know, fusing together started with you know uh, Black Eyed Peas and Pitbull. Right, no, right, right, right. Because right, right. they didn't do the knowledge to you know exactly. maybe they weren't around yeah. when the b boys were dancing on breaks oh, yeah, on house exactly. records. Well, look, on Queen Latifah is a, is a big house head. Still is, you yes. know. Uh, I, I Missy Elliott. I think all OG hip hop heads like us, yeah, always, you know, would appreciate soulful records, regardless yeah, of the genre, yeah. of other genres. Yeah, you know for what I'm sure. Saying? I have a question, gentlemen. When you guys go on tour together, when you do the the sacred shows, do you guys <laughs> the sacred shows? Do you guys, do you guys uh, slaughter like, a cow? Do you, do you guys ever know? Do you ever uh, intertwine like your sets, like jump in, jump out, like a tag, or is it straight up two separate? separate genres well of it music. depends i mean usually usually i'll play house he'll play hip-hop r&b right right and then sometimes i'll cross over sometimes he'll cross over you know yeah just depending on how the vibe is okay, correct no, just, me if curious. i'm wrong but i feel like uh jojo's been you know uh you know uh, uh, a big name internationally in the house scene for a long time and i feel like tootie um kind of became that default 
if it was a hip hop night, you call right. Tootie. Yeah. And if it's a special event, you you would holler at JoJo. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, well, and not, I think both of you flourished because of that, right? Yeah. Because yeah, I think I think it was like the yin and the yang sort of right? thing, you know, in a good way though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm always happy. I'm like, well, who's playing? And they're like, oh, it's Tootie. I'm like, I'm like I right, know it's gonna be no bullshit music. Yeah. And if it's house, if it's you playing, I know that I'm gonna get my shit right it's not nah, like you know for me i i love soulful house i love stuff with vocals and and you know just just that 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 love vibe right, you know right. well saying? it's funny you say that because when i was doing my therapy night at jello bar we converted a lot of people that weren't into house that were like hip-hop heads or that. you know yeah or or reggae heads and they would they would be like wow this is cool you know Fla and then they start getting it music. yeah and yeah. they start getting into it so we converted some people into liking house music or discovering it you know yeah, yeah but don't forget he also used to book like prominent hip-hop djs that also played house like, yeah like did tony you, touch i think you had jazzy stretch jeff. Jazzy jeff. Jazzy jeff yeah like you know did you bring stretch armstrong to no, the w did, was that you no that was probably oh. before us but i remember no but like like like, like dennis ferrer i was booking djs that became international like huge international remember, djs yeah. before yeah. they blew up so yeah that was the that was sort of like you know it's that you was the, the farm team you had the farm team <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. you would hand pick who you thought was yeah. the next coming up introduce exactly. them to smaller right. more intimate gigs like black coffee look look how huge he is now mm -hmm. but you know what he came to canada and he played my party like uh maybe six seven years ago yeah wow. it's crazy and now he's blown up yeah, I yeah. know, man. I mean, I, I definitely credit you with being a pioneer in 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 the house world, and and a lot of people don't know that. Like we said, you started as a hip hop DJ. I don't know if you remember this, but I have a VHS <laughs> tape. Wow, wow, somewhere he's dating in us in my storage. That's crazy. Of a cable access low budget wow. TV show. I think I remember that. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. On And he DJed yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I think I've even seen that. that yeah, that was by that, by Videotron. <laughs> wow. yeah. Right? That's at yeah. mom's house, right? So that, that's what? Th those archived at mom's house? Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Some, I thought that's it. We performed at my mom's house. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, that was uh, I forget the name of the show, but Wagner. But I was oh, the resident Wagner DJ Rulli. for that show. Wagner Rulli. Yeah, that that's was crazy. Yeah, yeah, that was like him. the that was like Biggie was still alive. Yeah. yeah. I remember I came through with the DKNY tech hat. Wow. And uh, and you know when Mace had the the sleeveless cardigans, like the <laughs> more money, like pre more money, more problems. That's crazy. Right, right, right. I remember wow. that that was one of my first uh like television appearances right. and jojo wow. uh, and me did the the performance no together. way so that is shout crazy. out to you man you wow. were part of my history well you know That's what crazy. a lot of people don't even realize this but my brother uh he was djing on a lot of like some really cool spots on saint laurent street mm -hmm. this is back in the days when and Saint Laurent, by the way, for those who don't know, yeah. wasn't college students. It was right. the most vibrant place exactly. for music and culture. Yeah, it was a trendy right. area that in the city. birthed Vice Magazine, yep. yeah. American Apparel, Guru, yeah. Art Guru Energy Drink, yeah. Audio Research, yeah. Dave yeah. One, Chrome, wow. became Chromeo, Chromeo. A Track, and, and all those. Say, and it goes on yeah. and on and on. Shout out to A Track. Shout out, Ale, to what up, bro? Salut, mon ami who was part of this vibrant scene that yeah. I was fortunate enough to be. It was a 13, crazy time in my Well, the thing is, you got to remember, you're you're younger, right? Yeah. So my brother was one of the few DJs. There's a couple other DJs out there that pretty much was responsible for educating and bringing out, like, hip-hop tracks and playing it to, like, an audience that 
you know didn't know too much mm. about hip hop. Of course, this was pre Angel days. This is mm -hmm. pre like you know this is when there were no hip hop clubs. There were clubs that if you were lucky, the DJ would convince the owner and be like, "Listen, I got this. I remember this yeah. is what I need to play." Yeah, wow. and he was one of the few DJs that did manage to squeeze in hip hop sets within the disco status quo what yeah they exactly disco house well, and was stuff. basically uh it's high end no and it was it was mainly house music that guys were yeah. playing. of course and um i remember going to business and the djs would play in the middle of their set public enemy yeah mm. or uh, beastie boys mm. out of or, nowhere uh, you're just like what is that and, and you know it's funny because it's the first place i heard soul to soul and then wow. I would hear oh, yeah. Prince, wow. and I would hear jazz in the beginning, you know? So, so the DJs were really... The tastemakers. Uh, tastemakers, yeah. and, and they were just knowledge. They had so much... They had crazy knowledge with music. Yeah. Like, it's cra it was crazy. I would discover... And I'm a DJ, and I'm discovering yeah. music and that I, I, I never feel, heard before. I feel like the position of the DJ, once upon a time, was not just curator but like educator. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. Like they were putting you on to shit, yeah. whereas now... Fortunate, uh, unfortunately, I would say. Well, it depends who you listen to. Obviously. But a lot of DJs, their uh, goal is to cater to play familiar music. Yeah, but most, right. uh, like, no reaction. disrespect to a lot of DJs out there, but a lot of them are not good. Yeah. No, but in terms of, like in terms of they're not, though. Their, their technique or yeah. their music selection. Yeah, the art form definitely <laughs> what became kind of like in the, on the back seat where they just played tracks people want to hear and please the crowd and please the owner and please the promoters make the money and play at all the it's, cool it's spots it's almost like a trend right for but us all that bar mitzvah dj <laughs> doesn't push the culture forward no they don't, yeah. they don't. And, and that's why both of you guys they're they're, they're actually behind yeah what and about celebrity DJs? How do you guys feel about like a a Pauly D or a Shaquille O'Neal or a Paris Hilton? <laughs> no, like Idris El uh, I Idris what's Elba. Yeah, right. There you go. So he He's, yeah. you know, I mean, the music he plays is not my cup of tea, but I'm sure he he, he, no, he has knowledge, okay. right? And you know the Ellen Show DJ Tony, a good friend of mine yeah. who happened to be mm -hmm. a, who happens to be a good friend. Oh, of he mine. came to Montreal. Yes. I was we did a thing at Macaroni. Yeah, yeah so yes. he's he's a music lover. He might not be the 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 best technical DJ in the world, but he he plays amazing music. That's you right. know, That's right? And uh, for us, it was a calling. It wasn't like it's not like we did it because we wanted to be cool or or or, or wanted to have a, a job to pay bills it wasn't a job it was just a calling we yeah. we you know okay. we and it was in you and, and you know yeah. what i'm sure it still is or yeah, you guys sure. wouldn't be continuing to do it for so long mm -hmm. and that's something we always talk about that you know at the end of the day you do this because it lives in you and you do it for your own satisfaction and to push the culture mm -hmm. forward and to yep. give back and to share yeah. yeah for sure i mean it's it's still exciting for us music yeah. there's we're still looking for that perfect beat you know that's, that's right. what it is for yeah you know africa bombada yep. yeah you know so <laughs> yeah that's what it is we're still we're it's exciting it's still exciting for us i mean whenever i i, I come across a dope track i'm like man yeah this is this is crazy you know yeah, you, you guys are you guys are extremely uh blessed to be able to have something that you're still passionate oh, about. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not gonna years, go away. I mean, people, yeah. you know, people, back in the yeah. day, people used to ask me, how long are you gonna keep DJ? I'm like, man, as long as I can carry my records, but yeah. now I don't even have to carry <laughs> records anymore. Carry. Right. So I'm gonna go on for as long you're as good. I can, you know? You're good. He'll teleport yeah. himself to the tour <laughs> dates, <laughs> no, the Jetsons. It was, it was funny because uh, I remember, uh, well, earlier in the interview, um, 
uh less mentioned oh you guys must come from a, a music like a family musical, a mu- musical, yeah, musical family. background well, a family that has a lot of music in it. and actually our dad was a dj before yeah. us i totally wow. believe so it. like the he, first ever dj yeah well, he's flores, <laughs> flores yeah so he used to do all these like uh community filipino parties, community you know. stuff and he used to have like the sound system at home well basically because i used to help him out because i was yeah. older than 2d right so i'd be helping him out s- set up the system help him carry the stuff you know and then he would take me record shopping yeah and he would say yeah what do you think of this record so he'd yeah, be asking for my opinion because he needed sort of like a bridge for the younger kids that were going to those exactly, parties right so right. he'd be saying yeah, yeah. You come with me and buy records and, and then all of a sudden just you know the system was there and i started teaching myself how to mix for those who don't understand for all you sucker MCs and fake <laughs> DJs, you actually had to spend thousands of dollars oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. on buying music to be able to play these gigs. Mm-hmm. The crazy thing is I used to buy records at the mall. It wasn't even at a record store. We discus. used to go at you the mall. You were thirteen, fourteen, ninety-nine. Discus. Yeah, and how much money oh, yeah, would yeah, it yeah, cost? Yeah. Man, we would like weekly, I would spend, what I would spend, spend yeah. At least two, three hundred dollars on records a week. A week, and this is back Minimum. in this a is week. back in like late eighties, early nineties. Mm. Yeah, you know, that's one, one when night you're spending would pay money. big money. One night would pay for the gig for that's, for that's the record. That's what I was about to yeah. say. It, you were like, uh, man, like, if you were only doing one night, <laughs> man, you, you were, were like, making money. You're still broke. <laughs> you were like, you were like dealing dealing to get your fix. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. You know, but yeah. But so I mean, we we could definitely come back uh, come from that background where, you know, because. Um, our dad was a DJ, and we had all the equipment available to us. I remember at first he would he would he would tell us not to touch it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't touch it because he he thought we were gonna break it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, when we are listening to hip hop, we're watching like these these uh, music videos, Grandmaster Flash and like Melly Mel, and they're they're showing DJs like pulling back the record. We're like, oh, you can do that. Not knowing that it could break the needle if you didn't yeah. do it properly. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm sure you guys broke a lot of needles. <laughs> learning this guy that. did. Broke mixer. Yeah, broke mixers. Oh man, you're done. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. Because we 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 grew up in Cote d'Ivoire, but we moved to the South Shore. Man, I used to go buy records, take the bus from the South Shore to buy records downtown on Victoria. Where Mike's record? Dutchies, no, it used to Dutchies. be. No, no, it used to be. You remember Mike's stuff? Mike's, of course. It used to be. Uh, yeah, but before it? Mike's, it was called Romarks. Oh, oh Romarks. Yeah, yeah, And then there was yeah. another one. So uh, Mike's was wow. a legendary oh, yeah, yeah. little closet in a yeah. strip mall in the hood on Victoria. By Plamondon. By yeah. Plamondon Metro. And when I was a child, this is before I was even rapping, my earliest childhood memory, six, seven, would be me hanging out on the stoop, yep. sitting on a crate, and my pops used to talk with Mike, who's this That's OG, yeah, yeah, yeah. OG Jamaican yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just Mike, man, the and his whole family. So Mike used to have Romark records. Wow. And that's, I was wow. buying records from him when he had so Romark. So my first Kangle that I ever had, was I from got there? from Mike's Uptown. <laughs> by, by, you know, by the KFC. Tangle, my first NWA album was Whoa. from Mike. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and this yeah, is yeah, when yeah. hip-hop... I think, you know what? Not too many people give that give Mike credit for you know putting the That's a neighborhood gem that only those from the neighborhood knew about. You had to know about it because you know what a lot of people who bought records probably wouldn't even venture around there they probably have their own version of who that or well, where I'm, they I'm shopped a, was i'm a know? west island cat yeah and i know that area well yeah. i'm a little bit younger so i don't really but uh king cuts yeah yeah, yeah. is right around that and Tough. i used to yeah. go and get uh like reggae and like slow yeah. jam reggae yeah, yeah. and stuff see that we all used to get our haircut at king cuts <laughs> <laughs> that was a rite of passage that was, uh, what's his name yeah, no that was true. uh 
Who was, Who was that? that? Um, Gentlemen. Not tough. This hairline, I used to go get haircuts, and it would be like further back every time. I said, you know what? I'm shaving my head now. Chop it off. <laughs> Gary T. That's who Gary, oh, Gary. Gary, Gary T. was wow. my first manager. Yeah, yeah, Gary. Wow, yeah. Gary, Gary T. was one of the first cats that were like encouraging. What's up, Gary? <laughs> I just bumped into Gary T. Shout out no Gary way. T. You got to get him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Gary yeah. T. is an OG, man. Oh, he must OG, have enough stories. OG. I met Gary T. in the days when he used to do talent shows at Shot Academy in Lavoie. Wow. And I was breakdancing in those talent shows as That's a crazy. seven-year-old. Okay, kid. Let, me, let me ask you. What was your b-boy name? Everyone, when you were a b-boy, you had your name. Shorty? <laughs> Shorty, for real? <laughs> El Chapo. Yeah. El Chapo. No, but you see, you don't know. See, this is just... But I've been blessed since I'm like 12. Though. Right, right, right. But Literally. as a b-boy, you, um, you had it, obviously. Yeah, Shorty. Yeah, because like, you know, back in the days, my brother was in like uh, a crew, uh, you know, a b-boy crew. And like, he used to like, Go to the the roller roller rinks. Yeah, to we battle. used to break dance at the roller skating rinks. That's what it's crazy. Like, so in the middle, I, in the middle. I was down with Flow Rock. Yeah. Oh, Dazzle. okay. Shout out Carlito, the kid. Shout out Walken oh, from MTL yeah, Breakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My man, fly everybody, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. So these guys were guys who really influenced me. They were like OGs, mm -hmm. and they were b boys, but they were real hip hop heads, and yeah. they always were like encouraging me, like, "Yo, you're nice. You should rap." You know? Yeah, what yeah, mean? yeah. So. It went from being a break dancing to 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 emceeing being my call. That's great, man. Yeah, but yeah. it came up through the Gary T days and Gary wow. T managing me. And I remember Gary T had promised me to try and get me to open for Coolio when wow. Gangsters Paradise, Paradise. came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Like that was the hottest shit in let the world. Let me ask you. Let me stop you real quick. What did you think about that song? I mean, at the time, it was amazing. Looking okay, but back, okay, now, okay, now looking back, what, on, what, it's a funny record. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just had that. Great the reason example. why you mentioned Great it. No, yeah, but I was the reason never why, a fan, though. The reason why you mentioned, like, when you mentioned it, it, I had a conversation recently when I was doing a corporate event, and people were asking me for it, and I played it because it being a corporate event, yeah. I played it, and I, w I told, I told the person who requested, I'm like, you know, I never really liked this song. <laughs> I mean, the sample, like you said, and the the hook. Amazing, yeah. but the moment he started rapping, oh, I'm like, God. this guy is awful. I can't live in it. I was raised by the <laughs> right, scene. and like, yeah, Coolio was a, yeah. was, a, was a special character. I hate a rap would you kick, would you say that he's a one hit wonder? Is there any other songs no, that he had? Fantastic Voyage. Yeah, yeah, but which was on. on the same album. Coolio's which definitely a one hit wonder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, which was kind of like on the same album, and and another it was around funk, the same time, but another funk, huge funk sample. Yeah. That you know what I mean? I like Coolio was fortunate that he came out around that G Funk, right? Rise, Gangster, and yeah, he yeah, wrote yeah, yeah. It and he had that placement on the Dangerous Mind soundtrack. Exactly, and that huge. was a big hit, right? And that's right. what smashed it out of the way. That was a good soundtrack. But another cheesy record that I do love, <laughs> and I'm sure there's so many house versions of it. Um, Skilo, I wish I, was I wish. A oh, yeah, right, okay, yeah, I remember that track. Can I, can I give you mine? Uh, hit him high, hit him high. I love hit him that high. Soundtrack. Who did that one again? Um, Air, uh, Space Jam. Yeah, but who, who 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 did oh, the track? It was a posse every, cut. Everybody it was, it was, a posse it was cut. Oh yeah, it was be real, Method Man. It was a posse uh, cut. Oh, wow. Cool J might have been wow. on the track. Yeah, that was that Space was, Jam soundtrack. You know, Space Jam Two is coming out with LeBron, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I don't know how that's gonna be. But R. Kelly yeah. won't be on the soundtrack. Oh, rest in peace, R. Kelly. He's not gonna be on any soundtrack. Can we say that already. Rest in peace. He can rest in peace. No, R. Kelly, you didn't die. I don't even know if I don't even know if anybody could touch the R. Kelly subject. Yeah, like terrible. The guy's been the guy's been accused of so many crazy things over the last twenty years. Yeah, and it's crazy that it took a documentary to. 17 yeah, yeah, yeah. years later 
for, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's a sad story all all around. Yeah, because honestly, he's kind of messed up, but he's a, kind of a genius in terms of like, you know. And I think a lot of a his. Lot. Well, no, mu- <laughs> but, <laughs> no, musically, man. The guy is like, oh, he's yeah. a, he put out some, he has some classic tracks, oh, man. He has a whole lot. You draw, no, he's, ta- he's talented. That, that's a conversation that I've been seeing a lot. And, you know, listen, you can separate art yes from the human being mm-hmm. and you could say this person is an incredible art artist mm-hmm. but a fucked up human being. right and that's just the honest truth i mean right. who was it van gogh cut his ear and send it in an envelope <laughs> but it gets a lot did harder we judge, to did we judge van gogh on <laughs> instagram <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he was a genius he might have had some issues he chopped exactly the ear. you know it is what it is it's what? hard to listen to though listen <laughs> it, 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 we mean r kelly like now it's you can't listen to bump and grind and think the same thing. Yeah, you did well, listen, no, I, I, no, I, because his body no, but, but, was telling him some weird now, like, shit. I, I try to like not play any more R. Kelly records. Can't, you know, can't. It's really, just a weird yeah. Time. So you know, yeah, the time, and you know what? We are more as I think as a society socially aware, socially conscious, mm-hmm. and and sensitive to a lot of these right, things right. that used to be brushed under the 100%. rug. Hundred percent. Yeah. For you sure, know what I'm saying. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff. You know, obviously, like uh, we don't want to get like political here and all this other stuff you, you can know? if you want no but i mean i'd rather not but i mean you know honestly uh people would ask me when this all this stuff was happening with r kelly they're like yo are you gonna still play his tracks i'm like man it's good music honestly like step in the name of love happy people like those are two of my tracks that i would play because it made me happy to play them yeah right. regardless of whether it got a reaction from the crowd but it would normally would get a, a Listen, reaction from the crowd i don't think it's open for debate that r kelly has issues yeah <laughs> okay and he and, yeah. and he's been like that probably his whole career but yeah that definitely being said on an artistic side just purely artistic mm-hmm. because everything he's done if it's true is 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 deplorable right but on an artistic strictly artistic conversation the man is a musical genius yeah indeed and he wrote and produced his own shit exactly so should he should should crazy shit been tolerated because he's a genius no Mm -hmm. but i I think he got away with a lot of stuff because because of of that that. and also you know people didn't have a a voice and and a platform to say their piece so a lot of victims were yeah but it's not like we just started social media recently you know it's been around for a while so yeah he's had a past for a long time because of who he is very true. Yeah. I agree no. with that. It's a sticky situation, that. gentlemen. Yeah. It's a yeah. sticky situation. And, you know, everybody, you know, I mean, it's hard to say everybody's innocent until proven guilty because yeah. he was pretty much roasted in, you know, in the yeah. uh, court of public opinion. But, you know, however it plays out is going to play out. But I don't think people should be shamed into not sharing art because you don't like right. the character. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, because if you did that, then there would be a ton of people that you, you wouldn't be able to... You know promote their music or even play some of their stuff yeah you know it's not like r kelly's the only guy that or only person that's done bad things i mean you know well, it's just like uh not eating jello because of uh bill cosby <laughs> i think you have to wait boycott jello gentlemen i honestly think there's like a grace period yeah that we have to right. wait i think so too before because yeah. right now we're we're on like the hot seat yeah. we shouldn't even be going I think this it's deep okay. with it Hold on, hold True. on. Let me just say something. And True. It's very serious. I think it's okay to eat Jello as long as Bill Cosby didn't serve it to you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, you know, know what that guy's <laughs> putting in there, man. As long as yeah, you yeah, eat the right. Jello, yeah. you're straight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, have, Bill, or have him try it first. If Bill sends it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you know the you you guys know the reason that in every bar and yeah, every yeah. club that people say look me in the eyes when you cheers me. It's rude if you don't. You know where that yeah, came yeah. from? No, no, no. In the day, you didn't know you didn't never no. heard this. Never heard that. So every, well, the cheer, the cheers part, I know. Looking I in know. the eyes. Yeah, right. 
So looking in the eyes came from in the days of, you know, kings and queens and all that. A, a, a popular way to assassinate a king was to poison, poison them. Yeah, right. So they had those goblets, those steel cups. Yeah. So they'd smash glasses yeah. hard so the poison would fall in both. Yeah, that oh, I knew. And right. then they would look in each other's eyes, and if he seen, if the king seen you flinch, mm. it's an assassination wow. attempt. Yeah, that's hard. See, that's that yeah, right. Yeah, that's hard. Good that's job. Dope, right? you know, no, that no. needs to be in some bars somewhere. Now people do it like, look at me, I and take your drink because I want to make sure you're not spitting it out and <laughs> not making <laughs> me waste my money. <laughs> <laughs> or the old traditional just poison you yeah. like Bill Cosby. But uh, moving away from R. Kelly and... Uh, <laughs> thank God. And Bill, yeah. thank God. Um, let's go back to um, a very important piece of uh, hip-hop culture on the fashion side of things. You mm -hmm. bringing a sneaker boutique that had a very important place in the culture to Montreal. Mm -hmm. I would credit you with being one of the first sneakerheads like myself to actually commercially bring it to Montreal, to actually, yeah. you know what I mean? To bring it to the masses. Talk yeah. a little bit about so that. So back in the days, I was fortunate enough to uh, link up with the guys from Goodfoot. Um, they opened up uh, their Montreal chapter and uh, I remember them um, setting up and they brought a guy from Toronto, Ace. I remember. Uh, what's up, Ace? Give a shout out to you. He probably... If I tell him, check the, shot, the the podcast out, he'll probably will. But Definitely. yeah, so he was out here. He opened shop, managed it, and everyone was telling him. He was wondering, who, who should I get to hire? Who should I hire to, to work? And he kept hearing my name from all these different people, right? And so uh, it just happened. We linked up at Elena. Elena, which is uh, a skate shop mm. that was on Sherbrooke Street. Uh, my friend uh, Jeremy Bresnan opened up that spot. And it was way ahead of his time. This is, uh, wow. This is like, he opened up where no other spots were there, really. They were just like restaurants, mom and pop stuff. And I ran into Ace there, and he's like, hey, man, finally, good to meet you. I, I, I'm from Toronto. We opened up the shop, Good Foot. I'm like, yeah, I know Good Foot. I go, when I'm in Toronto, I Me shop too. there all the time, all right? The time. So he's like, yeah, man, I want you to hop on, you know? So he brought me on board, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time, man, because sneakers were getting quite popular i mean um a lot of people that i knew were always into sneakers because when you buy sneakers you use them for what they were like if you play basketball you wore basketball shoes if you're a jogger if you ran you'd wear air maxes or whatnot so uh you know my experience there i was able to uh help you know the sneaker movement up here in Montreal because I mean before that there wasn't really much unless you're shopping at like Foot Locker and Mons Athletes and Murray's the, remember Murray's though yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah. Select, the selection was generally weak and yeah. um, like you guys had basically for those who who weren't around then like it was kind of looked like an old school barber shop tiled yeah, floors exactly and they had like a real minimal boutique concept yeah and yo let me let me tell you they had some fire yeah. up in there you guys had some fire yeah yeah definitely we're lucky enough because of um you know goodfoot had built their name um and they opened up a couple other locations uh in canada and we're lucky enough to get them here in montreal 
and yeah because they they had uh built a network with the guys in new york chicago and even in japan la mm. so they they knew all those cats right and it was definitely rare to be able to have a selection of really like fire shit like yeah. they had a lot of air max 95s 97s yeah the snakeskin shell toes i bought them all from this yeah, guy, yeah japan I remember. only releases i think that's the first time we formally met like i had heard yeah. your name but i think yeah. i was like yo i know your brother da, 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 yeah, yeah i remember and i remember of course you, i wanted that celebrity discount yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you sir so, i remember bless used to roll up and he's like hey what's going on and he always had you know a way of talking and and like making you feel like you've, you've known him before you've met him before like he he has that like warm kind of like gift the gap kind of thing where he's like talking to you and you're like man i know this guy from somewhere yeah, yeah he's definitely you know? approachable yeah and Thank so you. then I was like, okay, yeah, cool. And he's like, it dropped my brother's name. And then he used to say like, yeah, I know these cats. I know those guys. I'm like, yeah, I know those too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so but it's true when he says that. It's not <laughs> like- No, it is true. <laughs> I know. It's not I really like knew he, your brother it, for- It's not like he's fronting 10 years before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the thing, because I, I would it's know funny. whether he would kind of like know the, knew these people or not. <laughs> and I remember you rolling in there and be like, all right, I'm going to pick these up, man. But you know what? You gotta bless you. You got yeah. You gotta hook me up because I don't pay. I don't pay retail, yeah, yeah. man. I don't. <laughs> Still to this yeah. day. Yeah, I know. And then he would tell me, yeah, you know, I go to the spot here, here in New York, this, that, whatever. I'm like, listen, man, you buy two, three, four pairs, no problem. I'll break you off. Uh, I'll make it happen. And so I remember him coming in, and and one thing that really, really um, <laughs> stuck out to me was when he first asked me for that discount, and I was like. At first, I was kind of resistant. I was like, man, I can't have any guy just roll up in here, any <laughs> schmuck. Hold on, I go, any schmuck roll up in here and ask for a discount. And then he goes to me, well, you know, dude, I'm, uh, I'm Jewish, right? He's like, I am kind of a schmuck, right? <laughs> I'm the only schmuck. Oh, yeah, that's I, what you said something. Yeah. I, I said, oh, that's cool. I'm the only schmuck, schmuck. you need to be. Exactly. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, damn, okay. That's funny. Yo, you're getting a discount. And then from then on, the guy would roll in at least every week or so and grab like fire. And I was like, man, I could see, because I used to see all the cats I used to roll in there. And I who's would know. Buying what? Yeah, and I would know who was getting what. I'm like, Imagine you know, if you didn't wear those shoes. No, oh, he still has oh, a I lot. Still he so still has nice. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have some. I'm going to need his help Exactly. Again. But I mean, I used to see him, man. I'm like, man, this kid's building up a pretty good collection of, of sneakers and stuff. And what I appreciated was he would pick up stuff that wasn't just hype. Like, people would come and want only the that shoe. release or whatever. Yeah, or, yeah, oh, do you have these shoes, that shoes? And we would sell it out. But he would be like, no, I want this. I want that snake enjoy. I want this uh, this pro model. Mm. I want this Air Max 95. One of my favorite shoes that I got from you back in the day, and I still have them somewhere. I think I know what it is. Get, tell me your no, guess. guess. Go ahead. Air Max 97? Okay. Kashima. Fuck. No. <laughs> right. He's a wizard to this I'm day. I'm telling you, bro. Mind you, I bought That's these shoes in 2004, bro. No, this was not rehearsed. This is the first time he's bringing this up to me, and That's I remember. Crazy. But did I not tell you I knew what people were picking up? Because I knew you picked. I remember. That's a moment. Because that was That's that crazy. was yeah that was one of the first times, and you picked that one up. And again, there was no reason why that shoe was still on the shelf. A hundred people passed passed over that shoe, and that's when you picked it up. But I was like, okay. So I remember, I was like, this, yeah, exactly. You know, you know what that 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 that, that, that shoe's worth on eBay now? It's I, big money. Like eight, between maybe eight and twelve hundred. I saw them or whatever. Yeah, it's big money. You know why? One of the reasons why is because first of all, it's a limited shoe, but it was one of the first non-air Jordan to have 
the cement print on it because mm. cement not nowadays the nowadays threes, jordan right? brand wants to make money nothing sacred anymore but back in the days there was no way in hell anyone was getting any type of jordan um you know char- a characteristic from a jordan shoe whether it be the 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 look the colorway the the fabrics or the print mm-hmm. and that was one of the few shoes that had that that the cement print that was allowed to have it yeah because everything was sacred so back for then. those of you who don't know the shoe you could check it out it it was like black with like a money green almost like a gucci yep. colorway with the cement suede print all around Air yeah. Max 97 forget it are you wearing them or Am I wearing? I'm wearing socks right now. <laughs> no, I'm thinking no, 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 hell no! I hoarded those. Okay. <laughs> and there was another Air Max 97 I got from you, oh. black and lime green Japan oh, only neon 97. Mm. That's what they're known as. Yeah, that's a hot shoe. Mm. And uh, you know what? A lot of the stuff that was really cool, uh, and what was great about Goodfoot was they were able to get the Japanese releases. Oh. They were able to get. The regional yep. only releases, European releases. That was amazing. And Why is that? So that's the thing, man. The, the guys behind Goodfoot, I won't mention who they are, but I mean, they built a network before. This was like right when, obviously, you weren't buying shoes on the internet. No. You know, you were First searching. of all, because you didn't know if they were fake. Exactly. You needed to try them. People were exactly. really weary of ordering shoes online. So the way they would do it is they would h- hook up with stores in Japan, New York, Chicago, and, and different countries, whatever, where certain shoes were released in that region. They would take something they knew they had, make sure they ordered enough of it, and swap. Take a portion of it, send it over, and switch over, and vice smart, versa. Very smart. Right. And so I remember one time a quick story just to show you the pull that these guys had. They brought in. Um, I believe it was either Saucony or New Balance. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say New Balance. And it was a Japanese-only release. A rep from um, the brand. New Balance came and said, why do you have this? You shouldn't have this here. These are not, this is from another region. What does he do? He buys them all. Retail. Buys them all. Just to get, just them, off to get the them off the shelf. And so... Ace and I are like, cool, dude. Like, you just made us money. Yeah, why not? <laughs> you to pull them off the shelf. You're welcome to, to not do have it. Every exactly. Time. So we're like, yo, we did good. We sold out, right? Yeah. But, and then the guy tried to like make a big stink about mm-hmm. it and be like, no, you can't have a new balance account. I'm going to take away your new balance uh, account, which never ended up happening because he didn't realize that it was his. good for uh, the culture. Well, yeah, but his boss on top of him said, yo, what are you doing? Goodfoot is like one of the boutiques. They're the influencer boutique. They're like the tier zero top of the, you know. It's gonna diminish the the value of the brand. Right. You want they, no like if they they, they brands want to be in this store. That's what I'm You're yeah. pulling our product out. <laughs> like brands want to be in it. Some people didn't get it, man. Yeah, exactly. Some people didn't clueless, get it. Clueless. Clueless. So speaking of brands, I know both of you guys have been longtime supporters of Supreme. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that and how you guys. Well, got my brother's it. more into Supreme than I am. I just. Uh, I always saw I, you with the Y3. I yeah, was? Yeah. You still, used to influence. I would still, see you play in Y3 right. and I'd be like, damn, I got to get my no, Y3. No, I still, out, still, right? I still wear Y3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That Y's y'all in Y3. I, I, I still wear Y3. And I love. I actually love Japanese designers like Yoji. You can't go wrong with Y3 because it's always triple black. No, but we also Time have truth. to be comfortable with what we're wearing, right? So yes. we're always in sneakers, we're t 
T-shirts, jeans, comfortable like. But you guys were definitely like uh, ahead of the curve when it came to like streetwear. Yeah, that's something I always noticed because I was into it. Right. I don't. I don't know if a lot of people gave you credit for it, but I yeah. would always see you guys rocking the shit that you know just for those who knew well the thing yeah. is i have a fashion background because i used to manage a high-end clothing store tell us about so that, yeah it was called il Nyakado on crescent street and it used, it used to be like a high-end clothing store very japanese inspired uh the the owner was a big fan of yoji yamamoto uh matsuda is that prior uh, to, to, them, to them linking up with adidas yeah yeah this is was, this was way way brand. before yeah this was way before and um yeah, and, and and I was just really, back then it was just music and fashion for me. Of course. And, yeah. Uh, still is. Yeah, still yeah. is, pretty much. Still is. Yeah. And, and through my travels, I always go to the record stores or the boutiques, the boutiques. Yeah. right? Yeah. And that's what I would do, record stores exactly. and boutiques. Well, so, that's I, you know, like our friend, our good friend is partners at Livestock. Mm -hmm. We knew the guys at Nomad in Toronto. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Like even the, you know, I, 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 I know the guy that owns Haven in Vancouver, mm -hmm. which started in Edmonton. You Shout know, out Martini at Dip. That's Whoa, you guys know Martini. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, that's like, my, uh, that's wow. like my big brother, man. I've been chilling no with him for 20 years. So he, must, he must have a crazy sneaker collection still. I he remember. has a crazy, I used yeah. to, he, yo, Shout out Martini, by the way. That's my brother. <laughs> he used to come pick me up from the airport when I come to Vancouver. Mm -hmm. We go kick it at his crib. And I remember he had like 3,000 pairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 years ago, yeah, 17 I remember. years ago. That's crazy. I remember hearing about that. His closet, he had, he had recreated the stock room at his store in, as, as a closet. And right. he was just taking one of yeah. whatever he needed for so yeah. long. And yeah. uh, we actually just celebrated his... Uh, I don't want to blow him up. His a very monumental birthday. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Here in Montreal, he no came way. Yeah, we, we I took him out. Wow, man. Yeah, man. That's amazing. You didn't yeah. bring him by my one of the spots I was playing. I think because normally you do. I you think roll I through. brought him by Fly Gin. That oh, okay, okay, cool. It was. I was. Yeah, a yeah. We don't. We don't play at Fly Gin. What are you doing? I, I know <laughs> no, that I'm kidding, you don't. I'm kidding, I'm but kidding. it was a night that he doesn't do. Right. What was the night at Fly Gin during the week? Though? Yeah, probably Wednesday or Thursday. Wednesday. Where are you on Wednesday? Wednesday, I I'm off. There you go. They were right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh yeah, there was definitely you, uh Martini, mm -hmm. um a couple cats. Yeah, there was a couple of cats. There's this other guy out of uh Vancouver, Ryan, I think Santos. He's a big sneaker Sounds guy familiar. too. But I mean, just to get back to what my brother was saying about um traveling. Traveling. Area. I think that's what allowed us to discover a lot of things. A lot of brands. Well, look, and the stuff. way he discovered yeah. uh, Supreme, he was in New York. Yeah. You know, I, I discovered that. Supreme yeah. when I was in Toronto at uh, Nomad, you know, the guy yeah, was like, they used to "Oh, you want this bomb this bummer, it's dope, it's uh, it's yeah. by Supreme." I'm like, "Oh yeah, it looks nice." All yeah. right. Yeah, and and it's, my great when you, <laughs> yeah. it's great when you get those rare pieces before it blows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes it that much more special. Like, I feel like now anybody with a credit card can overpay right. for something right. for sure. and order it on eBay just to say they or have Or they don't it. even yeah. have to go to that city to buy it. They just order yeah. it online. But that's not the win. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why I always said I need that, I need that love, that discount, because you want to feel like you got something first of all that nobody has and right. second of all who likes to wait at the back of the line no, in no, the no, cold exactly. and then right. catch a slap and pay retail you yeah, know like exactly. okay like yeah. <laughs> if, if, I'm, if I'm allowed in the club like here's a hundred bucks to the bouncer yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean and let me pay double for the bottle everybody likes to feel like they had a hookup no, of course you, you, it's not like you paid your dues but you you know you you should be the the, the, per, the person that 
they should honor you know like as much yeah. as i appreciate that i just knew outside of the hip-hop shit yeah that i would be the loyalist customer yeah right? no, no, that's you know what i mean there you go. that's fair no but that's what i mean that one of the things you did say to me was like yo i'll be here every other week doing the same thing 100 percent. and that was the, the first time that uh we had that interaction and then i was like and then True to his word, he was there. That's if he weren't business. traveling, if he was, yeah, if he was a child, because I know that he was traveling quite a bit back then. Yeah, and he would roll in, and then I remember even coming in. I don't know if he did it on purpose, but <laughs> he would roll in, in the shop with some fly stuff that he just came picked up from <laughs> some other city and be like. <laughs> Yeah, off <laughs> yeah. I, I think he used to be like, "Yo, I'm going to Goodfoot. I'm going to go see Tootie. I got to fucking put on something. Of something. He, I, he, I know he does. We all think extra see. tough just to show <laughs> because off. Because we, we did it just to show off to each yeah. other. Like, don't, like people thought we were crazy wearing these brands. You're Most right. people in Montreal didn't know what the fuck Y3 was. Yeah. No, you know, and you were kind of wearing it for your peers to be right. like, because it wasn't about how much you paid for shit. It's yeah. how did you find and, it, and also how you wore it, how you put oh, it together. Still is because that's from like the b-boy days back in the days, right? Where course you Listen. would you know you would want to have the flyest stuff of course yeah still make still it's do those moves on the, yeah you would still like rip up the cardboard mm -hmm. and you would show up to the battle with mm -hmm. the freshest like newest looking yes yeah, it's, it's shoes true, on it's and the, it, it was really yeah. for those who know it was yeah. more for you know but, what the mean? B but that b-boy culture that's it where it influenced exactly how the competitive we, nature how we sort of like mm -hmm. makes sense are into streetwear or yeah. just clothing you know it's oh, just, 1, yeah come back in the day you know when back in the day we would want the pumas yes the clyde we Clydes, would want yeah. the Clydes. we would want the lee jeans we would want the shelto's we want yeah. the kazals you wanted the kangos to this day b-boys had a certain look and that's what you wanted man do you remember when uh, that still shapes when, the culture. when beat yeah. street came out of course guys were were, were wearing the the goggles the on, the goggles, on the sleeves on the sleeves right so yeah, then method man brought the goggles back, back. way later yeah. so. and you know what if you think about it b-boy culture still is heavily influencing oh, yeah. streetwear for sure think about it slim tapered yep uh a puma or adidas suit yep with the fucking suede joints and the, yeah. the pleat in the front with you, the yeah. shirling coat yeah, yeah, with yeah, the Kazals, yeah. that's a hot outfit. That's a hard outfit right yeah. now. Yeah, that's yeah. a hard outfit never right now. No, but just the mentality. But just the mentality is influenced from the whole. Uh, also, the competitive nature of yeah. hip hop. Yeah, because yeah. think about it, right? You got you're showing up to the battle, right? Before you guys even anybody did anything, you're showing up each other. Of course, and you look at each other and be like, man, that guy has a dope pair of shoes. That's right. You know what I mean? And they're Your so. Crazy. And a lot of the time, yeah. that's how you would bond with people or know if they were a like-minded hip hop. Yeah. Head. Like, yeah. That's a cool cat. I want to right. go with him. I want to yeah. work with him or whatever. And you know, the competitive nature of B-boy battling, MC battling, outdressing each yeah. other and all that made the culture not just obviously competitive, but vibrant and fun. Yeah, for sure. Know? And that's something that I, one thing I hate when I see is I see these young kids on social media. Have you ever seen these silly videos where they're they're like I paid twelve hundred oh, yeah, for yeah, the yeah, Gucci yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you know what? That is counter. That that's the opposite. Yeah. It, it was yeah, never yeah, about no, how never much you paid, paid for yeah, it yeah, no. because we didn't have it. In fact, no. if it was expensive, you had to go rob it. I like yeah, the, yep. the blessed way of doing things. And you you said it before. Yeah. Was you come in and you're humble. You yeah, come in and you're approachable, but don't treat me like everyone yeah, else. Exactly. Yeah. Well, because the thing was, is it, it you know hip hop gave a lot of kids a voice and a sense of self-worth and pride. Mm -hmm. True. And that's what would translate into the music and the fashion was the expression right. to say, hey, well said. I'm here.
You know what yeah. I'm I want to contribute yeah. something to the culture. I want to DJ. I want to have a boutique. I want to do nights. I want to. I yeah. want to open up Can't restaurants. Just look like the culture. You got to actually do something in it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Add something. Contribute to it. Yeah, yeah. I think com- contributing is so important, or else it doesn't flourish. The, it doesn't grow. You know. That's right. Yeah, it just I, becomes stagnant. And I found it sad to see these kids bragging about what they paid, right? Not saying, "Yo, I found this on a dig." Yeah. And yo, I pulled out this rare mm-hmm. piece, or yeah. yo, I paid almost nothing for it. Look how I yeah. put that together right you know what i mean because you know back in the day it was about like you know we were trying to get that by any means yeah but like yeah. the whole yeah, true. <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and we, we gotta, have to do we have to yeah. do some really uh hard shit to be able to acquire it sometimes yep. and then you have to do some really hard shit to be able to keep it sometimes yeah, well, yeah, look, you, you could just take yeah. the metro with a raiders no, jacket no, but and let's, let's, look nope. for, for 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 us as djs to mm-hmm. get the twelve hundred, mm-hmm. you know what we had to sacrifice to get twelve hundred. Please, mm-hmm. please tell me what, like your first twelve hundreds. Man, wow. I want, I want that story. Wow, every DJ has a unique story. Right? About well, doing I started something. on eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm at, I couldn't wait to get off of them because everybody was on twelve hundreds. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like the industry standard. And what the thing. Vestax mixer? No, even back, back then, then, then that was it wasn't before, even that was before it was like Vestax, Pyramid, man. Newmark, yeah. Newmark, it was like all yeah, the, yeah. the shitty, yeah, it was all the shitty brands. Newmark, yeah. <laughs> Newmark no was one, very hip hop, but no one, no one, was, no no one was making high end mixers back then for yeah. for turntablists. That's crazy. Like you know? a lot of right. those mixers didn't have a crossfader, but, but house DJs had like really good mixers, like yeah. because sonically they wanted great sound, and that's where it starts. It's from the mixer, right? Because if you're feeding the system with shit sound, you're gonna get shit sound whether you have the Regardless, most amazing yeah. if you have BMW speakers. But if you're 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 where it originates from is garbage, you're gonna get garbage out you of it. You know what? I, I think I'm c- I could actually almost pinpoint when my brother did get a 1200 or his first turntable. That's a 1200. Right. I th- I like to say it didn't even it wasn't even brand new. Yeah, it, it wasn't prob- brand new. It, got, it probably came from a club that either closed down. Or, or owed, or money. owed him money, and they didn't pay him, so he jacked. He, he went in there with a crew of people that didn't get paid, and jacked him. Every for, I'm DJ telling you, we yeah. had on has the same story yeah, yeah, yeah. that they taxed their first yep. bought tables. No, no, no. And every DJ, I swear. And chances are, he probably took all the records because mm-hmm. back then, yeah, yeah, the, the clubs, clubs used to buy the records. The clubs used to have a budget. For the DJs to go and buy the records, but the records would stay in the club locked up, stamped. They would have the stamp of the club and locked up. The name of the club, they would have it on the record. I remember. And so the DJ would just show up and would, you know, and just well, he would have his own stash. But he had, he would have like a catalog behind them of anything he wanted to play. That was dope. Crazy, and it was was all categorized. Yeah, but I mean, I think, see, I. I want to say that's probably how he ended up getting his first turn. <laughs> because you know why? 1200s were expensive, man. Yeah, they were expensive. And, and they still and are. They still are. Man, with yeah. inflation, you know that's but, but check yeah. this out. Even more. I just recently got the turntables that I've wanted for the longest time, maybe like two, three months ago. Wow. And it was the Techniques 1200 Mark Children, 5. Children, pay attention. Mark yeah. 5G. Pay attention, children. Wow. Yeah. Imagine, I've been doing this for over 30 years, and I just got the turntables that I've wanted a few years, just a few months ago. And you know it sounds silly, but I know how what a milestone that is. Yeah, you know, yeah when, it's crazy. When when I mean, you probably could afford it a long time ago, but when it finally comes to fruition, no, he could have totally afforded it before. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it was just that's what I'm saying. No, yeah, you know exactly. what I had? I was sitting on you know it's funny. Yeah. I was sitting on like twelve, twelve hundred, like twelve, twelve hundreds. I had yeah. twelve of them. And but was I it because they were rare? Were they really rare? The other they're ones? pretty rare. These I ones think, are you know, pretty he, rare. He started to start 
collecting them actually yeah. so because I had he knew 12. because don't forget techniques at one point stopped producing them mm. so then he you know uh had the for them be a foresight of saying hey you know what i'm gonna grab a bunch of them yeah sure and fix them i would yeah. fix them modify them yeah and then flip dope, right that's dope and, and then i made, just saw these made money i saw them. a pair a that i wanted money. and i was like man i'm gonna sell these pairs and buy those and so. look he ended up grabbing them so it's it. funny you know there is Crazy. a gem of a good friend but tootie benefits because he now he has the ones that i had yeah so i grabbed the i grabbed a pair from him the other day too it's <laughs> funny. Yeah, so. nice so you keep it in the family of friends well, listen yeah. i enjoy honestly i enjoy playing on turntables more than i do cd players of yeah. course so it's just that feeling well you know what you gotta be technically a really good dj to play on turntables yeah on vinyl you have to be because it's not digital turntables are not accurate 100 believe it or not a lot of a lot of djs now the the new djs that play on computers or like digital files they use their eyes to mix they're reading waveforms so the wave, yeah yeah exactly. that's yeah. what you'll so see they're just watching the to see if the waves yeah. match so for those it's all crazy software. yeah so for those of you out there that go to a club and watch how a dj is playing their music watch what they're doing with their eyes it's very rare they'll be looking at you at the crowd if they do it's going to just be for a split second because at that point they've locked their wave their way they're reading the waves mm -hmm. or i mean some of them use sync but i mean a lot of people you know say well i'm djing for x amount <laughs> of time why do i got to continue to make it harder for myself but that's part of the art form man that's like me saying how come i have to continue to rap well yeah, yeah, right. Why do I have to continue to write well, good verses? Yeah, because you've I've done been it before. I, I proved to you guys I could exactly. spit. Exactly. Why do I just spit for? Yeah. Uh, you know? I don't buy that. Yeah, yeah. I don't buy that. You either. know what? Shout out to Tony Touch. Because... Oh, Tony Toka. That's why Tone is is and always will be one of my favorite party rocking, like party rocker DJs, mm -hmm. because he's all feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whether he's playing house or hip hop, yeah. it's all feeling. And yeah. I love how he plays what he wants to play. Right. Never typical shit. No. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And I always appreciated that. And I always would have a fantastic time when I'd see Tony Touch play. Right. But I think one of the things that he, he's able to do that, obviously, is because he is Tony Touch. Like, people expect that from him. Yeah. You know, the moment he, you start to become predictable mm -hmm. and start to play what people want to hear. Mm hmm. I mean, yeah, you, you know your, what? Yeah, but you, yeah, but Tony's he's a he's like he's a he's like a real he's a DJ. Yes, he's like he's not a producer. Yeah, he's not a musician. He's, he's a, a DJ. DJ's DJ. He's a DJ. Yeah, you know? but it's question. all feeling, and it cut and it comes out when, whenever yeah. he plays. You know, gentlemen, I have a, I have a question. Um, I was just I happened to be out this weekend, which is a rarity, and <laughs> uh, there was uh, a little girl who. Uh, she wanted my friend, who was the DJ, to play whatever she wanted. Right, and right. She was trying to explain to me, like, she's got a group of her girls and one yeah, of them yeah, is yeah. her birthday. I told her, I said, like, in a very positive way, I said, <laughs> we don't go to your job yeah, yeah. and tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't tell this guy what to do. Like, he, yeah. he's here because this is what he does for a living. Yeah, how do you say that nicely? Because yeah. she was offended, and I, I pictured her swinging on me. You know what I mean? Like, how do you, <laughs> how do you tell someone nicely that just doesn't get it, yeah. that this is someone who's... This is their, yeah. Their at that craft, point, you just have to be yeah. rude and be straight up and right? say, "Listen, man, yeah. you gotta go." Is there a nicer <laughs> like, way? You to gotta go. No, you know what? I've had I've had people kicked out of the club because they just won't stop they, harassing. They, yeah, they, yeah. Not, they don't get it. They don't, they don't get it, man. No. Like, it's no, probably but, the worst part of the gig, right? No, well, but so, I have to sometimes, even not like if they ask for a song, 
fine. But it's the way they ask. They're not even polite about yeah. it. Yeah. As, as if they're you're working for and them. And then I have to say, well, listen, man. Yeah, do you bad. just walk up to people and demand stuff? You don't yeah. ask politely? Yeah. Like, what What kind of upbringing? You know? Yeah. Well, there's yeah. also a lot offended. of alcohol in the mix. But some, yeah, of, them, yeah, so no, but some of them are like, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I'm totally sorry. Uh, Good. Can you can you yeah. please play the song? I'm like, no, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> you're in the middle of like a deep house set, and they're like, could you play Drake? Yeah, back to back to right, back. And you're right. like, I think Drake gets enough airtime. I'm just gonna exactly. go ahead and play some of this. Mark no, here. but you know what? Honestly, if you're gonna go up to a DJ and request a song, if you do it in a nice way, yeah. in a respectful manner, you there might be a good chance they'll play it. But if you go there and come up and ask in a way where you're like i'm the i'm the client i'm i'm here i'm oh spending money i bought right, this right i bought this table out you know i'm balling you got to play my song it's my birthday this and I'm, I'm sorry no. you know what you're not getting it that just makes it worse just you know be respectful come up and ask and if it works and they can play it fine you know what fifty dollars a hundred dollars doesn't hurt either right That's you know what right. i mean if you really want it right money yeah. talks so yeah. you know and if they're really balling i've had very good friends that when they want to hear that dmx or that mob deep and it's yeah. got to be now it's a crispy hundo right, yeah. right. Exactly. it's like yo, exactly bless. and and my boys would send me they'd be like yo bless i know you know the dj because you know every dj that's your man <laughs> yeah. we want to hear dmx or mob deep now or yeah. we're breaking everything yeah but here's a couple hundred bucks yeah yeah, give yeah, it right. to him. yeah you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I, I dj'd for a short amount of time yeah and there was this one younger black dude that would come in there with a mouthful of gold teeth and he'd ask for gucci mane every single time <laughs> and this is like 10 years ago right like wow, when Gucci was yeah. like like uh what was Damn. it uh, yellow lambo gucci like yeah. at the beginning right and I want to listen to Big L. I want to listen to like, like you know, yeah. Nas. Like that's what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah. And this kid, every time he'd be there without fail, and he'd want wow. Gucci Mane. And after like the third, fourth time, you know what? Put on Gucci Mane. And I started to develop a taste for it to the point where, like, yeah. at this point in my life, I want to listen to ignorant bad rap music. <laughs> like I'm cool with it. And thank you to that dude with the gold teeth because that's funny. Well, he put you on. <laughs> he put you on. It's so I think special. the only worse than the only thing worse than a rude customer was not tipping and demanding is a guy who wants to talk about sneaker culture and Big L while the DJ's trying to mix. Is yeah. that the only thing worse? No, that's enjoyable, man. That's what I do. Yeah. Especially yeah. if it's blessed, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. I'm drunk, I'm like, yo, dude, they don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, some of the best conversations I've had with Bless um, have been in a DJ booth while drunk. I'm mixing. The crowd, it's like the place is jamming and we're just talking about whether it's usually starts off with sneakers <laughs> then it gets into like yo what do you think of these yo, yeah what we, we, then it, then it would go into watches yeah then he would show me his latest piece like his his chain <laughs> school me on on like you know Some that jewelry shit yeah and then it would just get into i would be like you know what this conversation i like where it's going and I would drop, start dropping some '90s hip hop, mm. and that's when Bless, uh, Bless would just be like, "Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, it's getting real." And then, the and then I go get more drinks, bring it back to him. Right. Now I'm really getting drunk, <laughs> yeah. and I'm really feeling what he's playing. Right. And I've abandoned the party, and yeah. I'm living in the booth with him. Yeah. And then one of the last times this happened, I don't know if you remember, this girl peers over the booth right. kind of like over the dj booth and she knew both of us she's like bless like let him play and we're like shut the fuck up we're in a good conversation <laughs> no but what, what was funny is that you would when i would go into that little like 90s hip-hop set you could look around the club and see all right 
those people know what's up because you know it's not something you hear often yeah. as much as i love playing it it's it's a lot of people want to hear the new stuff that's what, what kind of records are what kind of records are we talking about when when we ask uh 2d's uh hip-hop nostalgia just for the people who wow so i mean i've been listening to hip-hop for a long time so I, obviously we all know to most of us you know the hip-hop like the golden era of hip-hop was like the 90s right of course uh but i mean a lot of that stuff uh it's sad because a lot of it doesn't get played uh as much as i think it should but at the same time it's because a lot of places a lot, a lot of djs either they don't know it they don't appreciate it or they're afraid to play it because you know they'll it get them negative. yeah people want to hear a lot of the new stuff which is fine i i don't mind playing the new stuff so either what do you like to sneak in when you're doing you know the the typical hip-hop set you're playing the travis scott good the bangers good the question yeah. where do you like how do you so, like to what are, what are your, some of your sneaky tracks like you your soundboy like, burials you, you put the pill in the applesauce <laughs> no bill cosby yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I, i'm a i was a huge fan of mob deep uh -huh. so i know you, you mentioned that mm -hmm. um deep cuts know, or or like hits are you playing i want to know like a couple of like the sneaky ones that no but playing would, the infamous I, album I would, yeah i would you know but i would start off with like shook ones but then i would play like hell on earth okay. or i play some other stuff that mm -hmm. okay. doesn't get played mm -hmm. as much mm -hmm. but i mean obviously i don't want to alienate too many people in the club right because people are still you know i still gotta make sure people are spending having a good time uh, and then i would like probably jump into some nas from like ilmatic throw in of course some gangstar because you know some tribe gotta no? play some gangstar yeah Shout tribe out. yeah Shout tribe for tribe. sure but i mean if if i wanted to i could go like into like some older hip like i was a big fan of third base <laughs> right see i could have yeah exactly i could play that stuff Pete nice no yeah prime minister Pete nice yeah yeah i mean prime minister Pete yeah, nice prime minister Pete yeah nice. shouting out the canadians exactly you know so i mean a lot of a lot of the stuff um like you you mentioned soundboy burial like that was just the first one that came yeah but like you know black moon Smith and Wesson. yeah of course so a lot of that Far stuff side. but you can't do it for too long just because a lot of people be like what is this stuff you know and then you start to get those looks and Fine. you know i don't well, want to be I like think also the problem the problem we have now and the problem we didn't have really back in the day is that most clubs have terrible sound systems mm. True. Yeah. so i was gonna say we're getting older but yes that yeah, too. <laughs> so you end up not being able to play stuff that definitely needs a good sound system very interesting right i i love that jojo uh touched on that because what is from and you guys are probably some of the best people to speak on this um what are you what is your opinion on you know we always talk about the quality of obvious you know lyrical content going right. downhill in hip-hop but what about the sonic degeneration yeah. of music yeah where they used to spend hundreds of thousands if not a million dollars on recording mixing and mastering yeah. albums in these huge studios with all these yeah. huge soundboards yeah with you know all this equipment where now everybody's making music in their room right they're sending it, music they're sending the it yeah. they're sending it for a quick mastering which by the way i was mm. gonna bring up okay they don't even master your music by ear no they just look yeah, at yeah. the wave and make sure it doesn't peak and right and auto auto correct your music right. basically right. it's a plug-in 
And, yeah. and then now I feel like a lot of younger kids because they grew up on you know earbuds and iPod and all mm -hmm. of that stuff, they don't even know what it's supposed to sound like because everybody's yeah. listening to music through a tin can. Yeah, yeah and also like you know when they play it from their phones or YouTube or Hurts whatever, it's like you're yeah. listening to yeah. it in a cup. Or well, when heart. they plug it, when they plug well, it into their system, they're going in from from a one eighth jack to you know. Yeah. That's and it. you have to. Like, I don't even have a a, a, a plug in my car. Yeah. I can't stand the sound. Yeah, yeah. And if someone starts playing anything off their phone, I will not listen to it the first <laughs> yeah. time. If they're like, but you Yo, know I got what? This they, track, they they they, they don't know better. That's the problem. They don't know better. Yeah, but you have to remember, right? That's digital music too, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Back in the days when you were analog. listening to yeah Warm analog, sound. yeah, exactly. So that has a lot to do with it too. And Good I mean, point. everybody's buying playing, using those MP3s. But Jay Dilla stuff on, on a sound oh, system. Oh, that's is sacrilegious. Like, no, sacrilegious. Yeah, Man, yeah, you, exactly. you, you lose a lot of the, the, the elements of the, the music. I remember you know? when I started recording for my first album, Guru would bring me up to D&D to &D studios and, and Tony Touch would record in one room. That's actually, that's I crazy. first met Tony Touch at D&D Studios. That's crazy. He that's reminded crazy. me, I was in New York uh, a couple months back mm -hmm. and I was in the booth with Tony and he was like, yo bro, I remember what you. What year was that? You remember? When I first met him? Yeah. Do you remember roughly? 2000 maybe. But you've been, you've been to his Toka Tuesday party, no? Of course, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's crazy, a crazy man. party. He's got all those people that roll up there. I met Cool Herc. Oh yeah, you that meet, night yeah. it was it was Godfather. me. It Crazy. was me. No, but you meet they're there. It was me, at the party. Planet Asia, Maceo, and Tone. Yeah, wow. just yeah. doing shots at the bar in Fat Philly. It's crazy. Shout out to Fat Philly from Europe. Crazy. It's a big yeah, out if there. you definitely you guys want to feel New York, or, yeah, feel or be part of like or witness and be around hip hop history and like people that uh, were huge contributors to hip hop. Yeah, go to Tony's night. Yeah. Tony, yeah. Toka Tuesdays, like the times I've been, uh, just Blaze played. Mm -hmm. He was on Jazzy Joyce. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm in the crowd and I see Grand Poobah. I'm like, damn, that's my dude. And I would buy him a Heineken and I would I would I'd buy him the beer and I I come up to him and I would talk to him and be like, man, I just want to let you know, like I listened to your brand Nubian from mm -hmm. back in the days and it's like it's crazy and honored that. I'm here and I'm buying you a beer. Yeah. And, and a lot of people don't credit Grand Puba with being a major influence on fashion back yeah, then. Yeah, the Tommy Hill. And all that. Marité, Francois Gerbeau. You know, Kanye Gerbeau. took a lot of yeah. cues from Grand Puba and a lot of inspiration. Yeah, and I'm sure, I see that happening. I'm sure if there's anybody watching that 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 has any ins to Kanye or, or knows yeah. his camp, ask him that question. Yeah, yeah. For real. Because I know for a fact, without even asking him personally, mm -hmm. that Kanye, if he was sitting there, would be like, oh, of course. Like, yeah. Because it was just that he was so ahead of his time, you know? Yeah, he was, man. And honestly, I, I find he was, um, I mean, he was, um, you could tell that in that group of brand new, like, I mean, I love that group, right? But he was the only one that was able to leave the group mm -hmm. or do something solo that got, right. you know, yeah. I think I mean Sadat X. Classic. Sadat X did some amazing stuff too. Don't get me wrong. Wild cowboy. Yeah, exactly right. But I mean him. I mean the guy was on a Sprite commercial. That just goes to show you that album, that two thousand album. Yeah, was out of this world. Yeah, that every anybody who hasn't heard it, uh, Grand Puba's solo album was two thousand. I think it was two thousand. Called two thousand. Yeah, check it out. It's a fucking timeless hip hop yeah. classic that always gets slept on when we talk about the great albums 100%. of all time. Yeah, a yeah, really yeah, yeah. important body of work in hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, for, anyways, for those who are in New York, you definitely go check that night out. 
because yeah. like uh, aside from the hearing like amazing music and stuff but you'll definitely run into Legends. you know yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah, i ran crazy. into i ran into houdini it's <laughs> wow. like the history of hip-hop in one place you know? and you know what Very. shout out to tony touch for keeping that real hip-hop alive in yeah. the nightlife he's actually the doing a they're yeah. doing a documentary on uh, mixtapes oh that's oh, dope so he's, man. Uh, that's yeah, really yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really yeah he, happy he was in montreal that, last time he came to play with me at uh one of the spots here and he was like yeah. i came through yeah yeah so there he told me <laughs> he goes yeah they're filming they're a, docu a documentary on it on that's crazy tapes. i would love to see that that's yeah it's one of those guys there that's uh He's one of the actors. I forget his name. Rappaport, Michael yeah, Rappaport. Yeah, yeah he's Great. he's involved in that. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Well, he did the I like he him. did he the, uh, the tribe called the Quest. Yeah, yeah. He did the tribe. So Rappaport uh, did the tribe called Quest. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Rappaport's dope. I was gonna yeah. tell Tony. I'm like, yeah, put me onto that thing. <laughs> you know, because I've been doing mixtapes back in, since back in the day too. You know. Yeah. So. Of course, but it's funny because why we were why I mentioned Tone is last time I was in New York with him and he was like, "Yo, bro." He's like, "I remember I met you. You were like 14 years old and guru." That's brought crazy. you up to D and D, and I was working in the other room, and I was like, "Yo, who is this little dude?" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And he was just like, you know, we were just like reminiscing of old times. But mm -hmm. I, I was saying at D and D, they still had the two inch reels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yo, for those who don't understand the technology of recording, yeah. Now we have you know all these softwares like Pro Tools and all this, yeah. where you know you can get one good take and then copy paste yeah, yeah. it, it. Yeah. and then you can use a doubler to automatically do a perfect back vocal. Exactly. Back in the day, no. when I would go in the booth or Guru would go in the booth, you had to spit your verse perfectly. Yeah. Your backup had to be perfect. <laughs> yeah. And then you had to do three separate choruses with three separate back vocals. So right. that's, what is that? Three, three, you know, whatever, 20 something takes. Yeah all had to be perfectly Perfect. tight yeah. by feel just mm -hmm. like relating to what you were saying with the dj mm -hmm. there was no wave and we right. couldn't you're not come. going into the studio no. unless you know it perfect and to edit something yeah. they had to cut yeah. the tape, tape. Yeah. and fucking paste yeah, yeah cuz you're paying for studio time huh? <laughs> right, right. So, and you're paying yeah. for those reels yeah. Yeah. and I, it wasn't I, it wasn't cheap either <laughs> no. to get to that studio go, go, go. a weekend at dnd was definitely a few g's you know what <laughs> yeah. i mean and um but it was just like it you know back then where you recorded was very important yeah, yeah for yeah. sure you know what i mean because the energy that was in the building you're sitting in the lounge at D, &D yeah and you're seeing you know groove is in the house d light plaque yeah, yeah. and yeah. you're seeing nas plaque and biggie yeah, plaque yeah, yeah, yeah. All, the, all the hits all the hits there's yeah. walls of them so just to be in that environment yeah. and tone tone is in one room and premieres in the other yeah. and me and guru are, are are eating pizza in the lounge that's it was crazy. so it was such a hip-hop what environment, a fucking scene eh? yeah right it was such a hip-hop environment yeah that but that's but that's new york man new york you know it's like you never know who you're gonna run into or you or be with and then it's like how could you not be inspired to pen some incredible shit and be creative because yeah. you're in this space where you need to like you would be right. embarrassed mm -hmm. to not you know you're yeah. on you're you know you're in one of the most legendary hip-hop studios how yeah. could you come with like some half-written no bullshit. no no yeah, yeah. you're gonna you nail to it come. 20 times and then around the correct. corner i don't know if you guys remember this spot on eighth avenue there was a sneaker spot called joe's it was right oh. around the corner from D&D Studios. Okay. Me and Guru used to go up there, cop the feel of velour suits. <laughs> we cop, bro, they had like a wall of sneakers. Everything's yeah. like two for 65 and they had yeah. all the ACGs, the Harachis. So we might buy 
eight to 12 pairs. Easily. Easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to bring him back yeah. to show off to this fucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Full funny. Circle. And then, Full circle. You and see then I would I be like, there. Yeah, like we got it. those. I go, yo, those, those haven't been around in a while, man. I know you picked those up at a mom and pop some old you know? stock right and back then yeah. we looked for the rare pieces you wanted to go into the basement yeah oh, forget what was on the on the on the floor on the wall man 100%. oh you got more of these in back yeah like, it crazy. was about finding the rarest shit yeah in the but rarest it's, just, color. It, it's the same thing when you went digging for records man like you i, I hit up a one record store and i would spend i would spend almost a whole day just digging for records and then they saw what i was pulling out and then they would say to me wow you're picking up all this i'm like yeah okay come back tomorrow i'll let you in the basement mm. i'm yeah. like damn like, oh, there's a magical universe yeah, 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 for sure. it's like blessed with the shoes like no. you, knew, you picked the ones <laughs> yeah but what was crazy was the guy was like mad cool about it because he saw he he respected like he looked what i was buying and he goes he knew he had uh, he had a bunch of gems downstairs so he said to me, if you pick this all up, come back tomorrow. Yeah, I'll, put I'll you let you, on you, I'll let you in the basement. And, it, and, and if you got into the basement, there was no prices on the records. Mm, so he would, yeah, so you would yeah, yeah. leave there. I would leave there with two crates and he would, the basement, and he would go through it and then price it for the whole batch. Mm. So then, man, Once just you're in the basement, that, you're golden. Yeah. And there's so, nothing more exciting than that because you're discovering shit not only that you could play, but sometimes shit you could sample and make your own. I mean, right. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. It, it, it's funny you say that because that leads me to my next question. I would love to know from both of you, one of your craziest, most memorable stories or gigs that you played. Oh, wow. And one of your worst as well. So, <laughs> I'll, let, I'll so, let my so, brother start. So, yeah, so, yeah. so the craziest, you know, you're on a yacht in San Tropez <laughs> and Diddy's yeah. on the jet ski and then, you know, and yeah. then a disaster as well. It's tough to pick one, but... Give me whatever. Uh, a couple of years ago, I did the opening of Hermes in Rio. And they Hold had on, me guys. Let me... Let me oh, stop. Could you repeat that again for somebody who might have missed that, who don't understand what being in an OG, being an OG in this DJ game really means? Well, listen, I play. I played for some wealthy people in uh, in Brazil, uh -huh. like some of the wealthiest people in Brazil. Uh -huh. And um, Hermes was opening up a store in Rio, and they had asked me if I wanted to do the uh, grand opening uh, for the store. I'm like, yeah, no problem. So it wasn't at the store. It was at a private event. Uh, it was yeah. It was a private event at a villa, wow, like a famous villa, and they had uh, one of the godfathers of bossa nova. Mm. Um, man, I forget his name. Cat Cat Catiano. I, I, anyway, they had him performing, and they had me DJing with a violinist. Wow. In in like this amazing in setting, paradise. Yeah, and it's all and you know imagine the 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 VPs the the all the the important people of Hermes were there, and um, yeah, and they had me because they had a shopping experience at the actual store. They were invited. They had me curate the music for the store That's as well, dope. right? So I was mm -hmm. curating the music and I was playing the music at the event. So that would probably be one of the highlights. For me, the past and for those years. who don't know people, Hermes, number one luxury brand in yeah. the world. Mm. Yeah. So from a fashion standpoint, from a culture standpoint, it doesn't get 
much better a gig than that. Well, listen, when you music and fashion are sort of like I find they're they're so yeah. like connected, you it's know, water and oxygen. Mm. And and you know, I've I've uh, I've I played for D Squared, the 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 brothers, you know, because when they're they they're from Toronto, right? Yeah, they used so to whenever be here. they had a boutique over here. Yeah, but they the they they're originally from Toronto. Mm-hmm. And whenever they would have their private events, like their their Christmas party, they would hire me to play because they're house heads, right? So it's mm-hmm. sort of like, okay, these guys are designers, are world famous designers, but they're also music lovers. Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. that's that's where it comes in. You're like, okay, you know what? Who did we grow up? Who did we go out to when when we were going out when we were younger? Yeah, and it would be me playing at their at at some parties, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it's kind of cool that these gigs exist because of the 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 club culture and the city. mutual respect i think for you know the fashion guys looking at yeah, people but not like even, but yeah but even the, because remember we were make, we were mentioning mixtapes mm-hmm. man i met russell peters and he said man you know what i used to buy your mixtapes at play d that's crazy. back in the day i mean shout out my boy starting from scratch he's right. still russell's yeah, DJ. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, gonna bring scratch. starting from scratch on as well. oh yeah, yeah definitely he, he was just here he was on. just here recently he was he's just at the restaurant yo he texted me today we did the guru <laughs> tribute together at the Stylus Awards. Oh, right, and right, Drake right. Uh, introduced us. That's amazing. The Stylus Awards. I remember that. I remember I was there when you were there too. Were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just had uh, one of our last episodes was Click, the founder of the Stylus Awards, came on. So that was when Pioneer was, well, I was there when Pioneer was sponsoring it. It was the Pioneer Stylus yes, Awards. Yes, yes. Yeah, so mm. I was there. I did a few time. years there. Yeah, yeah. So the worst gig, I mean, there's so many. Like that, <laughs> a night, that you can't even. Wow. A nightmare, a nightmare. Like, but a oh, funny one. Man. A funny one. Girl lost Ooh, her way. No, it on the turntables. No, a bad gig is when they ask you to stop playing. No, I, 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 I don't mean bad. I mean what? like I, a night, like a like crazy shit. Happens. A story you know to remember. I, I, okay, I, I'm gonna. You know what? Because I, I before I started DJing and stuff like that, or even when I was oh, already. Yeah, DJing, I, I, I would think go, I know. I think I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I would go to my brother's parties because. He would do a lot of clubs and bars, but he would also do warehouse parties and loft parties. Wow. That's and crazy. I remember one time it was a loft party. For Gooch, you know? Yeah. For, so, you know Gooch? Big Gooch? Yeah, Big Gooch. He was having this party. Yeah, so it was on uh, St. Catherine Street in one of the lofts. You wouldn't even know Where that. Where Taboo used to be. Mm. Yeah. So the, they rented a spot, set up the system, everything. Cool party. You know, my brother, like, I think my brother was playing some some hip-hop some 90s hip-hop r&b stuff i mean that's the stuff that i mean we were playing back then anyways but Mm -hmm. he would also play house and so we're all there vibing amazing vibe and then there was these two guys i think it was two or three guys that we knew wasn't from montreal and they were smoking weed because you could smell it and we're okay so the party's going all of a sudden these guys are getting high right and they're like okay and they go up to to my brother and goes to him, hey, I want to hear some reggae. Yeah, exactly. I want to hear some reggae. <laughs> so my brother's like, sorry, man. You know what? Okay, I'll try, but yeah. It's not this, that kind of yeah, party. It's, it's not the kind of party, yeah, right? Yeah. So then uh, the guy's like, yo, I want to hear some reggae. So my brother's like, just looking at him, goes, hey, listen. I, t- I said, he says, this is not the kind of party, blah, blah, blah. So the guy wasn't having it. What does he do? Pulls out his piece, shoots up the ceiling, pop, 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 and we're just like this. And my brother didn't even flinch. <laughs> I, I, all of us ducked, went behind speakers. We're on behind tables. My brother was just like standing his ground and just looking at him like that. That's dope. And then the guys just nonchalantly walked out. We all looked at each other like, Ridiculous. "What the hell?" Yeah, it's crazy. What did my brother do? 
Put some music back on. Party's back on. <laughs> like, I mean, that was a cool thing, but I was like, man, I, I, we were afraid of for At that our point lives. You played deport them. <laughs> <laughs> but my brother still continued with the party, man. That's just you know the show that was the era, bro. But that the worst thing to do as a DJ is when when something like that happens and you turn off the music, then it yeah, just yeah. becomes more Pandemonium. chaotic. Yeah, you people just get are aware. Pretend that nothing's happening, happening and keep yeah. the music going. That's right. Because the, the the security will take care of the issue. You know. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. smart. That's smart. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, it being a loft party, there wasn't. Re- I mean, I think there was one guy at the no, door. Yeah, it, it was yeah. really like there was one guy at the door just to make sure no that the money was being robbed. And that was about that it. That was about it. Right? Because those guys could have easily done that. So, you know? Yeah. So, that, yeah, was, that was a crazy And we later found out that there were guys from uh, Toronto or something Not like that. Out of town. I was, I was, I, you took the words out yeah. of my mouth. So then, they came. They knew yeah. they were going back tomorrow. Fuck shit up. They're yeah. going to come back. See, my, what's good about my brother, you ask him what was the worst thing. He goes, there's so many, but I can't even remember them. <laughs> See? So, he has a short memory. That's what's great about, you know, being that's, somebody. That, that, that's why he's so youthful. Yeah. Right, it doesn't hold on to the well. Bullshit. Yeah, exactly, man. Because you know, you don't it's get away from that negativity. You but know? the way I look at the way I approach gigs now is you don't don't expect and don't have any expectations. Because yeah. sometimes you you're expecting a gig to be like super right. dope, and then it ends up being like the worst gig ever. Oh, from my so perspective, I just go in. I go in mm. as like okay, this is just going to be. I a, think that's on on both sides. Yeah, the, I, the party goers and yeah. the DJs. And right? you really yeah. never know. Like I've been booked to do some shows where I'm like, oh, this is going to yeah, be yeah. crazy, and it was flop. Yeah, and then some random event and it and was like fire. amazing yeah, and it yeah. was packed in the re- so you know and one thing that if you really love what you do which all of us obviously do yeah. um you 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 give your best performance yeah, yeah. you give your 100 percent whether there's mm-hmm. two people exactly 100%. or two thousand or twenty thousand yep. because you're doing it because it's your passion yeah it's the love man you can't you can't there's no other way you know how how to do yeah, it yeah yeah exactly. i've gone to other cities to open up for like you name it like mm-hmm. your favorite rappers favorite rappers mm-hmm. and sometimes it'd be in a sold out crowd and sometimes there's a snowstorm or yeah, the promoter's yeah. new in the game and he didn't yeah. know what to do and i performed for like 20 people but i sweat yeah for sure and they were like yo yeah. I will be a fan for life. Exactly. I will support you no matter what because because of that you didn't have to bust your ass exactly, up there. But you, you didn't did. even have to perform. We could have just been like, nah, this doesn't meet the requirement. Which happens. Yeah, which does happen. Yeah, it does sure. happen with some artists. But I'm like, we came all the way here. Exactly. Let's have a good time. Let's listen to how the music sounds on the That's system. A right. Let's let's let, practice. Let, yeah, let's <laughs> practice. This is just perfect practice. Let's practice. We yeah, just yeah, made yeah. the practice. Yeah, Fuck. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pickup game. It's not a championship <laughs> yeah, exactly. game. There you go. That's one good way to look <laughs> at what it. What about yourself? Okay, so I'll make it quick because uh, you know, um, because the stories could get quite long. But oh no 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 uh, don't no! Worry. But I've 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 been lucky enough to tour with uh, some really good artists, uh, some of my favorite artists and stuff. But one that does stand out for me was touring with Dave Chappelle. Mm. Just because the guy is just an amazing person. In a sense that what you see is what you get. Like, that's really him. And, you know, I didn't know what to expect because, I mean, I've been a big fan the whole whole time that he'd been, you know, doing Mm stand-up movies and whatnot. And then doing his show. He did his comeback tour here in Montreal. And I wasn't even the first DJ they chose. They chose this other DJ who happened to know the people from Just for Laughs. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry. We got a DJ. So Dave Chappelle's manager is like, you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a real DJ. He's bringing vinyl. <laughs> okay, they set him up. Yo, so while he while the DJ's on stage, he's bombing. Dave's uh, manager is like, 
Yo, we gotta get somebody. This guy's horrible. He's 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 fucking up Dave's vibe. You know, so he's on the he's on stage. Dave is now on stage performing his first show. There was two shows back to back. I get a phone call. Tootie, we need you. Can you play for Dave Chappelle? I'm like, dude, I just finished playing golf. I'm taking my I'm taking my wife to dinner and I promised her I'm taking her to dinner. There's no way I'm getting my wife upset. So then um, he's like, okay, so do me a favor. After your dinner, come by. I want to introduce, introduce you to Dave. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no problem. So I go to dinner with my wife. We're sitting there. She goes, uh, what's the matter? It seems, it seems like something's bothering I'm like, actually, you know, I got a call from Dave Chappelle. They wanted me DJ tonight. But why are we here? Why don't you go? Is it a great opportunity? I'm like, yeah, it is. So go. I'm like, you sure? Mm -hmm. She said, no, go. No, we'll finish dinner. I already said I'll meet up with him after the show. Man, Anyways, fast smart. forward. Uh, dinner's finished. I get, to, I get to Just for Laughs. Dave is now finishing his second, his second show. Mm -hmm. Okay, they did two. So I'm watching side stage. And I'm ta now talking to the manager. And his manager's like, listen, the guy before, the reason why, he, he was good, but he just didn't have the music Dave wanted. Mm -hmm. And Dave uses music to pump himself up. Before he gets on the stage, he wants to hear certain tracks. Mm -hmm. So it's like a boxer who comes into theme music or like, you know what that's I mean? Right, like, right. yeah, somebody who's like training. He's a very New York guy that wants to hear that Tally yeah, Pelly and that kind right. of thing. So then um, he goes, yo, can you play that? I'm like, yeah, of course I can. He <laughs> goes, okay, I'll introduce <laughs> you after the show. Introduce me to Dave. We go into the, his dressing room. We start talking. What's the first thing he says to me? He goes, yo, I like your shoes. What am I wearing? Jordan 1s, Royal Jordan 1s. Mm -hmm. So then I'm like, yo, I like your shoes. What's he wearing? bread jordan ones mm -hmm. so then uh, the vibes yeah, yeah right away right and then he's like yo so i'm like okay so they want to hire me to play what do you want to hear he goes yo just play good shit man let's play like the good shit i'm like okay <laughs> no problem i got that you already know what he Without, wants that yeah. soulful hip-hop exactly yeah. so the the next day i come in and the first thing i started doing was dropping like some good 90s stuff and i was throwing man i was playing in some i was playing some wu-tang uh, protect your neck i remember dropping that Bless. and i remember dropping a bunch of like really good shit that motivated him mm. and the song he want to walk into he told me he goes yo i want to walk into because of the intro was uh psa jay-z yes public service so that's where he would walk into because it would start and then it would show him and just a shadow and then it would just the curtain would drop and then he would come on so uh, I mean, from that, that was, to me, was probably my favorite gig because I was able to do something that helped another artist artist get motivated to do what he needs to do. Dope. And it, what, from that, I did, he had, he had a record 10 sold out shows. I did the last eight because the, the first two that uh, yeah. like the DJ bombed. Mm -hmm. And so right after that, he went on a tour in the U.S. for the Oddball Comedy Festival. And it, it was coined his comeback tour because he had taken a break, right? Yeah. And I wasn't booked for this. So I'm in Montreal, whatever. They leave. We're cool. It was nice that I got to hang out with him and his family. Mm -hmm. None people know this, but his, his wife's Filipino. So, uh, uh, you know, we had that connection. And his, her mom was actually on tour with them for wow. that, that part in Montreal. And I... We, we ended up talking. So it was really oh. cool to see Dave. It was and a meet natural people. fit. Yeah. Yeah. So then they are, they're leaving for Texas 
for their oddball festival and which is this comeback tour i'm in montreal i get a phone call and it's the manager's number on my phone uh cena so he's like hey tootie what's up i'm like hey what's going on man he goes listen um you want to come out and play in texas i'm like really <laughs> he's like yeah, yeah we want you to, they want you to come out and play man because we didn't have they didn't have djs booked for the first three dates first four dates of his comeback tour and so i ended up playing three of his dates in texas and one in in hartford because of that you know first time that i had a chance to play for him and i kind of knew what he needed and the fact that it was a natural fit for me because that's stuff that i love playing of course you know and the fact that he loves sneakers and Jordan this and that. Definitely yeah not. we would yeah we would talk like every time we'd see each other he'd be an adult pair of sneakers and i would be you know in my he sneakers. was really the guy when he had the Chappelle show he used that platform to 100%. put common and kanye and Kuala yeah yeah so yeah he had his block party no course yeah block party was yeah so i mean so it was a good fit and you would have like neo soul artists with hip-hop artists music soul child and all that for me that would be probably like the highlight for my career there's a bunch of them but uh as a a probably a a low or the worst gig it would have to be some like corporate gig that i've i did i won't mention a company Mm -hmm. just because you know they paid me big money (laughs) and i don't want to but yeah it was like a christmas christmas event and they basically wanted me to be a jukebox, which, I mean, you know what? It's a corporate event. You kind of expect that. But then when it's a lawyer's firm, again, I won't mention which one it is, whatever. It keeps getting closer to right? me. Yeah, I won't say. <laughs> but then It's they, located at this address. <laughs> no, but then, but they, they represented they, this guy. They this feel, is their logo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then they feel like, hey, man, like we want to hear what we want to hear. And, and we're paying I you was to. Still, no, but I was playing what they wanted to hear. But they still want to be like, abusive we're, about yeah it. like we're lawyers you know yeah. we're lawyers or like <laughs> yeah but it wasn't the older ones it was the younger ones that just joined the firm right or you know and they were the ones that were being like Talking. yeah we own you kind of thing like you're playing for us mm-hmm. no that's how that's their mentality was you, yeah, yeah you go like this yeah you, you hand them this and you say here yeah. you say you want an ipod <laughs> go, go nuts but i mean you know me. that's to me i mean that happens every now and then but i just feel like I could do without that. Sure. They don't know who I am. Sure. They see me as being a DJ. They don't know who I've, I've worked with, what I've accomplished and whatever. I don't even expect them to to know that or want to care for that. But have some respect and some decency. Like, just as you know, a human. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, human to human you know, interaction. Yeah. We were saying you know, and so to me, that's sometimes the worst like parts of doing doing when they get cat when when they get carried yeah like i i did a a prominent wedding for for somebody in 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 montreal Mm -hmm. and the actual guy who i'm doing his wedding comes up to me and is basically saying to me you work for me you're doing this and i was this close to leaving the party but i was like i didn't want to get sued or i didn't want to get you know in a bad position yeah so i still played the party but I mean, it's times like that where you're like, do I really need that money for somebody to treat me that way? Yeah, there's, you, know? you can't put a price tag yeah. on, on respect. But yeah. at the same time, sometimes those corporate gigs play so well that maybe you'll yeah. tolerate a yeah, little. Yeah, but that's it, right? You know? Because they, it allows you to get other other uh, gigs or meet other people. Right, you don't want to mess with your reputation. And sometimes yeah. we know from being in this business that the coolest gigs yeah. and the most gratifying come with the smallest paycheck. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. And the shittiest exactly. gigs come sometimes with the, you know. Right. So, I mean, the way I handle like that thing specifically, okay, you know what else? I, I, I won't get, you know, the, the lawyers I won't mention, but I did a Molson wedding. I won't mention which which one, which person it was, but 
Uh, Amolson. Yeah, Amolson. So the wife planned everything, told me what music to play. I'm playing. Dance floor's packed. Everyone's having a great time. He rolls up. He's drunk, because Molson. And, and he's like... <laughs> Drank all the beer yeah, in the factory. He's like, my grandfather founded this club. My grandfather, this and that. I'm just looking at him like, really? He goes, and he goes, uh, goes up and goes, hey, what is this garbage? I want you to play some reggae. He says that to me. Here we <laughs> go again. Hold on. But he doesn't have a piece. He didn't have a piece. He didn't have a piece. At least he didn't have a piece. Yeah, yeah. So then he goes to me, I want to hear reggae. But hold on. The reggae he wants to hear is like... Um, like a slow jam. Like roots. Like roots. Like roots. Up, which like is great. slow reggae. Yeah, but it's not stuff that people dance to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Rockers. It, yeah, like I think <laughs> he might have asked me. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Time to go. So he goes to me, play this song. And I happen to have it. I'm like, which okay. Which song was it? Do you remember? You know what? I don't want to get the wrong artist, but it's like along the lines of like Yellow Man. You know oh, Yellow Man? Okay, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Uh, Yellow Man, but then there was also maybe Gregory Isaac. Oh, so he wants no, some old school shit. Not Gregory yeah, Isaac. Yeah, he wants like 60s, 70s reggae. Uh, Isaac, some old school uh, I forget. Yeah, old stuff, rocker yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Peter Tosh, maybe? Yeah, something like that, right? Exactly. So I'm like, you know what? He was trying to impress you with his old school knowledge. <laughs> That's what me. was happening, right? Nobody Molson's goes to trying me. to show off. Yeah, so he oh, goes to me. Oh, by the way, me. we're very open to beer sponsorship. I want you to stop this right now. Play this. I'm like, okay. Wow, wow. I'll play this if you stay right here. Stand right beside me and stay right here. Because I knew his wife, who was on the dance floor, and his friend, her friends that are like partying, yeah. would pull, smart, pull a fit. Very yeah. smart. So I played it. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, oh, uh, getting into it. Everyone just stops dancing, looks at me. She comes running. What is this? I go, ask him. She goes, she goes what are you doing? <laughs> he goes, yeah. He asked me to play this. I told him not to leave because I knew you would have this reaction. I know what to play for. We've discussed what I need to play. Nice. And he, what does she do? Goes, get out of here. Go over there and you have a drink. Made him go inside and continue drinking, <laughs> binging by the bar inside. So, not not so even there's out a certain butt. level of babysitting that's <laughs> yeah. required to get that sweet corporate. So anyway, that uh, was that probably corporate money. That was probably one of my worst ones. Very but, smart yeah. by you though. Keep yeah, him close. To. That was real quick before we close this out. And by the way, I've had a fantastic time again. Thank you guys so much Same here, for gentlemen. coming. Thank you. Oh, I would pleasure. like to pleasure, know man. from both of you guys. You guys been involved in the culture for so long. Um, where do you see the game going? Oof. Our city, nightlife-wise, what are you looking forward to? You know, where uh, a little recap. Where are we at now? Nightlife. Let's I think we have. I think we still have a uh, pretty healthy scene. I mean, we still have. If you want to go to an after hours, you still have circus. You still have uh, stereo. If you want to go to a supper club, you still have. Uh, you know, the options are still there. Mm -hmm. You can go to Flygin, you can go to Subwa. If you want to hear Deep House, you could go to Salon Dome, you could go to uh to uh Speakeasy, uh or one Dacha, of your parties. Or one of your parties. Or you know, <laughs> if I'm doing a party, uh, where are you, you playing these days? I do uh Nakarat at the Queen Elizabeth. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, is it a weekly, a monthly? It's a weekly. I play there every Thursday. So what I do the Sanka sets. Okay. Yeah. And then we do the terrace in the summer, which is a dope terrace. Yeah, it's Amazing. beautiful there. Uh, so there I can play anything I want musically. I could play whatever I want. And then, um, where else? And then I have my party, my monthly party called Bang Bang the Boogie. I have, uh, got soul sessions at Salon Dome. Um, and then I have the restaurant gentlemen. I'm curious. I, that's that's where I, you'll see me. Oh, the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. I play at the restaurant once in a while. Tootie does yeah. once in a while as well. What's we make our the restaurant again. Junior. It's, Junior, uh, where is it located? 1964 Notre Dame. 
in Griffintown. Town, yeah. so Burgundy, Griffintown, whichever. Definitely go check it out. I've heard nothing. It's authentic great Filipino things. food. We, you know, we're. we're, we're no, no balut, please. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> I'm off, no, but we did I'm have off it. that. I mean, yeah. we try to keep it as real as possible. And, you know, that the restaurant is, a, is an extension of my brother and I. Exactly. Yeah. My sisters, our sisters, one of the partners, our old school OG friend is one of the uh, From partners. From you know, so, partner. So yeah, it's yeah, really, yeah. it's not a mom and pop place. It's a brother and sister type yeah, of family, vibe. Family, kind of family restaurant. And uh, music's an important important part of it um sneakers yeah. are po- important part of it yeah like if, if so you go there you'll you'll know that it's like a flores joint yeah. yeah it's a flores joint and, the, and the music's you know there. We, we we we're so we're proud of being filipinos and we want to we want to share our culture with people and we want to mm-hmm. we want to put our best foot forward doing so you know and Absolutely. and we want the younger generation and the older generation to come in like filipinos come in and and sort of be like yeah we actually have an amazing place that we could take our friends, friends to, to yeah. you know and that w- there was a void like that uh, we filled that void with our restaurant because a lot of people over the years would ask us hey man where do we go and have good filipino f- right. food and there's i find in victoria there's there's a sp- there's no yeah, but i mean it's it's not yeah. the same i mean okay. the food yeah. could be great but the, maybe the ambiance is not the same yeah. yeah and you know i find that my brother and i have a responsibility as you know filipinos and as you know guys that are in the scene yeah yeah and we want to make sure that it's done properly you know and yeah and we take pride in it you know and it's and uh, hopefully it shows with the food and the vibe i'm sure it does definitely everybody go check it out yeah so about yourself what do you think uh you know what i i i think perspective from a hip-hop okay hip-hop perspective i think um the scene is doing well in montreal and i i think that'll it'll only get better because uh, I mean, um, because of the fact that a lot of places now do play hip hop openly, like it's not like a taboo thing. Where back in the days, you could only hear hip hop on a certain night at this club yeah. or during this night of the week. Mm-hmm. Now you could pretty much hear it everywhere, and uh, because of that, it allows you know for the scene to be healthy and stuff like that. But the only thing that's I think keeping um, like it from growing faster or becoming better mm-hmm. as as a product is the fact that it's becoming watered down mm-hmm. you know because it's easily accessible you're hearing the same stuff at all the places now right it, it's not be, it's not like it's that's where it becomes the dj's no you know, job but where would you guys yeah. go to hear good hip-hop that's what was my next question in the city where would you go if you were it, had a night off? oh wow wow <laughs> You know what? Yes, I rarely, so I rarely have basement. nights. Yeah, I rarely have <laughs> nights off. But put on a mix. You know what? There's still a bunch of DJs that I do like hearing. I'm not. I mean, um, not really familiar with a lot of the new cats that are coming out. Uh, but I, you know, there's still some of my favorite DJs that are playing out regularly. So I'll go hear them. Like, mm-hmm. I know you had uh, quite sane as a guest here. Of course. You know, and to me. He's still one of my favorite DJs, even though, yeah, even though he's cool, super the cool same. Yeah. He's still around. You can find yeah, him. Well, you know, so Sane was my tour DJ with me and Guru mm-hmm. all the time. He was yeah. my DJ for 15 years. Yeah, so I have a lot of respect for him because, um, you know, not only because I went to school with him and I knew him, but also, you know, watching him doing what he does. And honestly, um, I think he, 
he is to me one of the best DJs in North America. Wow. Yeah, he is quite sane. Is a yeah. unique talent. Yeah, uh, was always ahead of his time. Yeah, and definitely a world class hip hop DJ crazy. and a party people, rocker. People don't mm. realize what kind of talent we have in Montreal in terms yeah. of like what we put out as DJs for the size of the city. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, look, scratch. He's he lives in Toronto, but he's from, from Montreal. Here. Yeah. Right. So a track. We're not trying to. Yeah. We're not trying to claim him, but. Yeah, you know, Scratch, Montreal, yeah, A Track, yeah, you guys, Sane, yeah, um, and I feel like we were always really at the no, but no, of but even yeah. if you go from like yeah. hip hop, reggae, yes, house, yes, yes. techno, mm -hmm. EDM, oh yeah, it Montreal, Montreal DJs, has yeah. a good rep representation yeah. internationally in any. It's like genre right, of, yeah. of music. What, what about the Goon Tribe guys? You mess, you mess with those yeah, guys? Yeah, well, those are my homies. Yeah, yeah, there are homies. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a generation before right us. Right after. Because those but, are like, I met those guys through Epic Mealtime when I was doing yeah, that yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, But Justin Sanchez, I don't know if you know. And yeah, like, of course. I mean, those guys are awesome. Those, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. those, those are, are great guys. They're super supportive, super yeah. active in the scene. Yeah, we love those guys. And I mean... That's the next generation. Well, you know what? You were asking me where I go. Uh where I would go listen to good music uh, for hip hop and stuff. And I mentioned, you know, quite sane. But again, those are guys that I would have definitely mentioned, the goon guys, you know, those, they, what Chops I like, what I, yeah, great. what I like, what those guys did is they did what they wanted to do. Yeah. They didn't sell out. Yeah. They didn't, you know, go and play, want to play this establishment or this club. That's right. And then dumb their shit down yeah. to be, to yeah. not, to they become, won. you know, to do goon, but uh, a kind of like a more uh, commercial. Fit in, yeah. yeah, to fit in. They did their own. They had one of the longest running hip hop nights right. in probably North it America. Just, I think just it ended. Is. I think yeah. it is. Yeah. Right. So yeah. You, to have that. They have a really loyal core crowd that follows them. Yeah, hundred percent. Rather than them, you know, begging to play at the hottest club. Yeah. They make the night. Exactly. And their core follows right, them, which is so important. Um, I'm on a date. It was a first date. We walk out of uh, the pinball bar on, on Saint Laurent. Okay. And some little kid, I know right away it's coming. He sees me and he goes like this. And I know he's going to ask for a picture, right? It's right. like peak epic mealtime. Yeah. And so I'm on a first date. This, this little kid's asking me for a picture. My girl that's with me is like, what's going on? Yeah. And we walk by, where, where did Goon Tribe used to play with the, with the rope? The Tokyo. 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 Walk by Tokyo and one of the guys spots me like, yo, you got to come upstairs, have a drink with us. Yeah. I just finished taking like a fan picture <laughs> and now they're opening the gate because I have to come up and have a drink. Drink, yeah. Obviously, they got me laid that night. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It was a good time. So who did you actually pay to set this whole scenario? <laughs> <laughs> was it the kid or the bouncer? That's funny. Just everything played yeah. out perfectly. Yeah. Well, you know it what? You know what? I think I think uh, one, one thing that I should add is for like local DJs or DJs in general, like uh, specifically talking because we're talking about the Montreal scene is for those DJs to go and hear other DJs play in other cities. Because yeah. what it does for you is that it allows you to see what else is going on outside of your bubble. Right. And I think for me, uh, from I, I could even speak for my brother, I'm sure, because we are, are able to travel a lot. My brother has residencies in Toronto. I do too. Yeah, but even before that, I yeah. would I would go to New York. New York, yeah. You I go would go to, to New York inspired. to buy my records. Yeah, and while I'm buying my records, I would go to the club nights yeah. and hear the DJs that I thought were dope. That's right. Yeah, you know, I would go here, get inspired. Uh, Louis Let me ask Vega. you, who are those in, DJs for both? Louis of you? Vega is is yeah. is one of the doper DJs out there. Uh, 
back back then it was Timmy Ridgesford. He had his night yeah. called Shelter. And then you had a party Legendary. called Body and Soul. That was with Joe Clausel, Francois K, and Danny Crivet. Like, I would go listen to these guys because these guys were on top of their game. That's right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if you wanna if you wanna get to that level, man, you gotta you gotta do your homework. The advantage is you can go uh, on YouTube today and yeah. you can study. Yeah, but you still don't get the feeling. Nah, fair, you don't, fair, you don't fair, get the but feeling. I'm just saying if you, if you don't have the means, if you're not traveling, yeah. you could still get but that plus education. Plus there was also an element yeah. of obviously, you know, being a student of the game, yeah. but also networking yeah. Yeah, in, exactly. real, in, right. the, in the real world. Like right. I remember... Uh, I remember Guru used to take me to this club in the meatpacking district called Lotus. Yeah, of course. And Armand Van Helden used yeah. to do, I think, a Monday night. And, like, I didn't even realize who he was at the right. time. I just met him, like, as a friend of Guru's. Right. And I, I remember hearing his name, mm -hmm. but then I realized later, like, how fucking incredible Armand yeah. Van Helden was. And then I, I, I saw him at, um, what was the rave they used to put on at... Cream? Um, no, 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 at um, Palais de Congrès. Oh, ba Ballon, Ballon Blanc? Blanc? Bingo. I yeah. seen him at Ballon Blanc one yeah. night, and I grabbed him, and I was like, I used to come see you when I was a kid, and I used yeah. to be in the booth. And then he remembered right away. He's like, yeah. with Guru, oh my God. Yeah, because, yeah. again, going back, those worlds were always melting. Yeah, yeah, the real sure. OG house Yeah, but Armin was from Boston. He's, he's also from a hip-hop head, too, and right? He's a hip-hop head, oh, no, too. I know yeah. he is. Yeah, I, know. Exactly. I, I remember seeing him yeah. wearing the earliest Echo yeah, pieces. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. I was like, who's this house guy? You know Rockin what I'm saying? But he was, he was a major influence on me to be open-minded right. to house music, not just to be ignorant. Because, you know, we tended back in those days to be very like, if it's yeah. not Biggie and it's not... Nas and it's not you know what I mean we yeah, were yeah. with champion hoodies and bomber yeah. jackets and I was one of the cats from one of the only cats from my circle who was like nah but if it's soulful you know it's what I mean yeah. yeah like I'll you fuck get with down. it and they're yeah. like yeah and then, and then yeah. you know pit bulls of the world ended up capitalizing <laughs> and pit bulls the yeah, most you know true. the worst example musically perhaps yeah. mm -hmm. but it Globally, was he did a great job it was yeah. inevitable for those yeah. worlds to mix you know commercially exactly. to be commercially monstrously successful but you're right the networking is such an important part yeah of that's what that's why I'm, I'm but it's I'm, the experience that you can't yeah. you know why do you go to a cinema to watch a movie it's there the experience go. yeah there you know you, you want yeah. that experience so see see how you were saying about you seeing armin right mm. like when i used to travel and uh, just to echo what my brother was saying he would, you would go buy your records hit up you know, sneaker stores, clothing stores, and then go to the clubs and bars. Of course. And I mean, one that of was the, that, that was that was the circuit, right? And like one of my earliest memories was being in New York, going to meat packing because meat packing you don't go there during the day, but nighttime all the Poppin'. clubs. Yeah. And For those who don't know New York very well, I just want to explain it. Uh, it's it's New York's old port, cobblestone streets, much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. club district, art galleries. Yeah. Continue. No, but even then, like you could walk there during the day and not know that 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 building you just passed or that door is the most legendary is is like a, a hot spot later that night and so sorry to interrupt you do you yeah. guys remember apt oh yeah yeah hold on wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait there hold that's on hold dope. on that's did, a legendary spot but how did you know that's where i was going with my story because that we is our that doesn't make brothers, any sense <laughs> you did it to this with the sneakers right. i just yeah. did it with your story so this is my earliest um, memory, right? Because I know the you know we're running out of time and stuff we like are that. Not but running out of we're time. Not running out okay, of cool. So I I'm I I in New York, uh, meatpacking. But the day during that day, I crushed it. Right? I bought all the records I needed. Mm. I went to Beach Street Records, bought all the records I needed. Bought sneakers. 
went up to a couple spots. And but you got some low dunks. I'm feeling with yeah, a little bird I'm on it. Shit. I know what you were looking for. <laughs> so day. I'm feeling nice, right? And of course, I want to go out. So where do I go? I end up in the meatpacking and I go to APT. Mm. So I walk in there and obviously everyone's looking at me weird like, who's this guy? Why is he here so early? Because <laughs> like everyone's getting there late, but yeah. I'm the one, I'm out of town and I'm like, it's a late I want, spot. No, but it packed up. Yeah. You couldn't go later because you weren't getting in. They wouldn't let yeah, you yeah. downstairs. They made you yeah, stay yeah. upstairs right. at the custody bar. Yeah. <laughs> See? So what I mean? So I'm there early and I'm like, all right, I get a couple of beers and I'm with, I'm with one of my friends. And then I'm looking at a guy DJ and I'm like, I like what he's playing. And he's playing eclectic stuff, right? Of course. And I'm like, it's this tall guy. And he has the glasses and he's leaning over. He's super tall. And his name is Stretch Armstrong. Stretch Armstrong, bro. Bro, it's wow. like, and your butt Did was. Did you see that? Had, we did right. not talk about this. But this Great is. Great chemistry what, between you two, by But the way. this is what I mean. <laughs> but this is what I mean, man. Like, go out. If you can't travel, because we're lucky enough to be able to do that for work. Yeah. If you can't travel, at least go to different spots in, the, in our city. Yeah. Hit up other spots right. you wouldn't normally go. Because you know what? You'll be surprised. If you go up to Laval, I'm sure there's a dope night out in Laval. Yeah. You go to the South Shore, there's sure. a dope. You go to West Island, go East, soak go up anywhere. the culture. Yeah, do even the when DJs come into town, you should go check them out. Yeah. 100%. Sure. So, because that'll give you an opportunity to hear other people's interpretation, interpretation of how they play music. And that's going to hopefully make you you know be creative and also think oh man i could i should try that oh i never thought of playing this song oh i don't have this remix what is this yeah you know just stuff like that and that's and even even the fact that we've been doing it for so long i'm still learning tootie's still learning we're, we're still learning for always master, students of the game a master's forever student right yeah exactly <laughs> that's that's so, i gotta put that in a verse <laughs> APT, one of the craziest parties I went to. I remember seeing Stretch, yeah. Bobito, oh, yeah. Pete Rock, and Quest Love all um, playing the wow. same party yeah, in yeah. a basement. And you know it only fits like a hundred people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it's the crazy. kind of energy that the old New York had. No, but still there, like Toka Tuesdays, you'll find that. But but that's why I wish I, yeah. I was I was saluting Tone that he's yeah. one of the last of the Mohicans yeah. uh who are keeping that vibe alive right right, yeah. right you know right. what i mean i mean there's even some really dope like house nights and, and stuff like that too i mean it's yellow still pretty much oh no it's closed now Cielo closed. and yellow oh, just closed yeah, yeah but tony moved his night there yeah he was doing uh okay. toka and he was doing uh funk box, funk box that's right funk box. but they moved it to somewhere else somewhere else okay i think i think it's in the uh, les now okay i think it's in the les that's now. possible yeah i was just there in january mm -hmm. you know what i mean but uh you know basically you know shout out to you guys for continuing to not just be passionate about the culture but to contribute to the culture you yeah. know you guys have played every venue mm -hmm. played with the you know for and with the best of the best um whether it's Chappelle, whether it's hermes mm -hmm. whether i mean i know this guy's co-headlined with right. with the greatest oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the world um, what do you guys look forward to now in life? You guys have families. You mm -hmm. guys have had nightclubs. <laughs> you guys have restaurants. Mm -hmm. What's the next step for the Flores Brothers? Wow. Well, we're trying to work on opening a new spot, and hopefully that'll be sometime this summer. Restaurant, hopefully. club. What Restaurant, are bar. Okay. So that's one of the new projects. But what do I look forward to? Okay. Man, you know what? I, I just like my routine in the city. I know 
I know my when when I you know like I play hockey. I love what it when I love it when I have my routine and there's no like interruption. You know. Yeah. So when the traveling does come along, it fucks up with my shit because you appreciate <laughs> the simple things. You yeah, know, right. yeah. I'm like, where can I get a good hamburger? I know where I could get a good hamburger in the city, yeah. you know? But when you're traveling, you're like, man, I want a hamburger. Yeah, exactly. You, you yeah. know, these are simple things in life that sometimes can be the most important important yeah. things, you yeah. know? So, Which is funny that you mentioned that, and, and maybe we could have you guys back on sometime to yeah, talk no about doubt. this. Because talk about burgers? Yeah, we definitely We need a part two to talk about food. <laughs> we definitely in, need a part wow. two to talk about food and a part two to talk about um, what he just touched on. You know, growing up, mm-hmm in hip-hop yeah, yeah and the art of being a successful functioning grown-ass family man yeah and still being hip-hop still being cultural still yeah. being you know house um and and staying authentic to both lanes because this yeah. is something we've been talking about yeah it's a challenge but you know you can you, you there's like it's everything. an art yeah and you just have to maintain a balance right you well know, i so think a is. lot of it also comes down to it's what we do yeah. It's, us. it's us like if 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 it, we were putting on a if we were putting on a character and we were being something right. we're not we're trying to be somebody yeah then it eventually will catch up to you but if it's something you do of course and it is is something that almost becomes it is part of you and people identify that with you i'm i'm gonna still gonna be that 50 year old dj amazing that's still gonna be playing in clubs that the 20 year old djs want my spot yeah you know i love this and i'm out like i'm 45 going on 40 my brother is older than me i won't like give a (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i mean people are still coming for our spot man and i personally if i know one of you guys are playing because i enjoy i enjoy both scenes i'm coming specifically because you guys are there because i know that i can actually enjoy the music Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah there's a certain quality what i mean is there's definitely a high quality and salute both of you guys for that i mean more from a wellness standpoint oh right you know as we get older you know we grow up watching you know hip-hop our idols were drinking and smoking yeah yeah. you know what i'm saying well i don't really drink i've never done drugs well well that was my next (laughs) so exactly right so would you credit that as a key to your longevity yeah for sure yeah for sure i i it's for sure, an important part of it. It's, it's funny very easy to get caught up, right? Oh, yeah, 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 it's yeah, funny yeah. because uh, when people uh, talk about the Flores brothers, they know my brother's the one who doesn't drink, and I'm the one who does. Yeah. So they're like, "Oh, you're the fun Flores," oh, you know. Wow. But <laughs> no, but it's because they make that joke just because they can't they can't buy my brother a drink. He's serious. He's yeah, all business. Yeah, That's he's a good like, thing, though. yeah. But it's like, no, but it's funny because my brother and I we're 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 similar, but we do different things. Sure. Like I don't yeah. drink; he drinks. You know, he'll play hip hop. I'll play house. Yeah. He'll play basketball. I play hockey. Yeah, like it's crazy. But right. that's why I you have guys girls. I have two daughters. He has a son. You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> like similar interests. Everything's almost funny, identical, man, but like a little tweak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> cool. It's crazy. I but just, it, it works out. You know, it definitely does work out. And I think that you know, it's so important for younger cats who want to be artists or yeah. DJs or want to be in entertainment, like Lemmy, for them to be I able be to be in entertainment. Not <laughs> want to. No, okay, the young kids who want to do what you're doing. Oh, 
yeah, 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 exactly. We're using YouTuber. you as an example. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Respect, yeah. respect. Who want to, to be part of this culture and yeah. who want to yeah. contribute something to this culture, us. for them to have positive role models yeah. and realistic people to look up to, to have a blueprint These to say, guys. hey, you yeah. guys don't have to blow your brains out with alcohol and drugs. Yeah. You guys don't have to live up to these ridiculous expectations. Right. That are glorified be, sometimes and stuff like that. And yeah. put yourself in the fire to do it. Exactly. Yeah. That you can right here. Yeah. grow older in this culture and have a great family life and yeah. look young and still be passionate <laughs> yeah. and not have to go down you know because a lot of people we came up with in the oh, scene yeah. are no longer oh, yeah. around exactly. God bless them yeah. sure. you know because they took a, they took a, a different path right yeah. right well the thing is you know I think it also comes down to your the people you have around you mm -hmm. you know your mm -hmm. circle your immediate circle and the people that will, if you are straying off your path or are fucking they up, keep you, they keep they'll you be mind. like, hey man, what are you doing? You <laughs> yeah. know, like, stop. You know, do you realize that? I was lucky enough to have yeah. that happen to me. Yeah. I was in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. When we first started popping off and millions of views and yeah. Yeah, yeah, Los yeah. Angeles and all that shit, two of my closest friends sat me down. They're like, dude, like, yeah. you haven't Chill. slept in four days? Yeah. You know, and all yeah, kinds yeah, of yeah, shit. Yeah. They're like, you're not even the same, like, calm the fuck down. Yeah. And no matter what happens, it yeah. ain't going to be no good if you have a heart attack. Right. Yeah. right. You understand? You need, like, a good, you need a good supporting cast. Yeah, so you're 100% right. And I, I wouldn't be here right now if I didn't have Dave and Josh and my yeah. brother. Respect to all three of them. Yeah, yeah. see? So, I mean, uh, usually you look at someone who's successful. You look and there's they usually have a really good supporting good people yeah, around them, them and so stuff like that. So, family first, you guys would credit it to? Yeah, yeah family, sure. and, family yeah, and friends. And friends. You, you know, like, we keep our, our circle tight, yeah. you know? You know? I and mean, we, listen, and we know a lot of people. We're very approachable people like if if guys come up to me and ask me for advice and man i'd be more yeah. than happy to share it you know and that's how we are well that's why i was so happy to have you guys on the podcast because mm -hmm. you guys are always i always spoke with you guys separately yeah but it was always <laughs> it's true, uh, <laughs> it, is true. <laughs> it was always a great conversation and a really um i think there's a lot of game and a lot of things that that a lot of cats out there could learn from from yeah. you guys unique journeys yeah. in, 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 in music. Well, I try to mentor people when I have a chance to. We actually you know? teach. I teach. Yeah. I teach. Uh, yeah. I give lessons. The Tell us about that. Yeah. I mean, one of my students, I started with him when he was 10 years old. And right now he's yeah. playing in clubs, doing he's parties. Doing well. Yeah. He, and you know what's stuff. cool about him? He can set up a whole party himself. He could set up a sound system. Yeah. Wow. He learned. He, he learned the proper yeah. way. Because every time I teach people and they want to learn, I I teach them the basics that's right. two turntables and a mixer you have to. that's it yeah gotta and do, then gotta from there work. they can do whatever they want after yeah you know that's dope. so you gotta stick with the basics so for those of you who didn't just catch that you can have the opportunity uh, opportunity to learn from the world's famous internationally <laughs> known holding his own jojo flores so yeah. don't be shy to hit him up yeah you guys for are sure serious about your craft yeah jojo up. i mean there's guys that that have been djing for years that still ask me for Advice. You know, advice or yeah. you know they'll Lessons. take in a, a lesson to say listen man what am i doing wrong am i doing you know i'm mm -hmm. like yeah i'm i'm down just let me know that's dope you know that's and dope. the same for me i'm like there's there's guys that i learn from and i'll ask them questions you shouldn't yeah. you, you shouldn't have an ego no never no Never. I always said when working in the studio with other artists or producers, it's what's best for the record. Yeah. I don't care who came up with the idea, who sang the hook. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever is best for the record, because at the end of the day, we want to make timeless art. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And 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 if he comes up with the sample and he comes up with the hook, and I just pen the verse. Yeah. Whatever Amen. works. Exactly. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen, for being here. My I pleasure. appreciate it. Our oh, pleasure. Our love pleasure. to have you guys. It was back fun. On. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's good that we get to know you as well. You know. <laughs> 
it's not just <laughs> it's not been a just, lot of years not, it wasn't been, just all about us but you know it's good we've been talking with a half an ear in every club and no, in but different the, cities no, but the good thing about it is we 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 have the same respect you know yeah. even if we're we we do not see each other often absolutely we respect what you do yeah you know likewise. you respect what we do likewise. and that's what absolutely our, my brother and i we 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 that's our our approach we just have that respect for whatever anyone's doing that's positive right likewise man and definitely yeah. like i said man props to you guys for staying true to the music and true to the culture and for you know contributing so much to the scene so yeah. definitely and like i said man we got we got to have you guys back on part oh, yeah, two let's sure. do it we went I, down. I think there's so much we need let's, to let's cover. book it now i'm down i'm down <laughs> we're gonna sign off thank like you, this thank you you're locked into the moment of truth podcast it has been an absolute pleasure my name is bless this is my co-host, Let Me Know. Yo, yo. Salute Jojo Flores and Tutti Flores, a.k.a. the world-renowned Flores Brothers. That's right. Thank you so much for Peace out, everyone. Peace out. Peace out.